You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Federation Nation NARM and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues foaming our cheeks, our pants as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at breakthroughassault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy is the secret games workshop potato cam leak. If nice dice your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, a podcast sponsor here at Shooting Scoot. And if you'd like to contribute to this continued failed cross-check of a podcast, you can now also become a patron supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Duncan Rap of the Day Gosling. I thought Potato Leak was a kind of soup. <laughs> And Lee Sands Jalapeno Parnell. Yeah, you can't get jalapenos in Brighton. Yeah, how can you not get jalapenos in Brighton? It's I the most know. jalapeno place. You it's like saying well, you can't get hummus. Come to episode 74, the one where we're waiting for some bulging Germans. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight we are going to be talking about what we've been painting in Faces Bases, what we've been playing in Loose in the Front. We're then going to be going through our Panzer Four Challenge. Then we'll be answering our listeners' questions in an Officer Answers. Mm. There'll be events and shoot and scoot. So, um, Internet Famous, Eddie. Internet Famous, so our new Patreons who have... We have a plethora, plethora of Internet Famous people. We've been um, inundated who, with three people. We have, which is incredible because we're doing this... That's in the inundated. That is. Three's a lot. It's a flood. It's a flood of uh, patrons. Yeah, don't you undersell it? How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> so uh, you yeah. wash your mouth out. I I, I sit amazed that people um, are willing to contribute but, money. <laughs> but do you sit agog? Agog, yes. Or is that the spider from Lord of the Rings? Asgog. No. Okay, close enough. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> we go. Uh, so Michael Yule. <laughs> Um, who is from Canada. We are big in Canada. I, I think you'll find. So thank you very much, Michael Yule. Uh We also have a... So you're internet famous now, forever. That is it. Episode 74 is your episode. As well as Richard Balker, um, who is another patron, who's given us a pound a month. Thank you very much, Richard. And uh, Nathan Brown, or Brune. Rock Brune. Nathan Brune. Nathan <laughs> Rock Brune. There you go. Um <laughs> who I believe is probably American by the looks of it, as he's paying us in dollars, or he knows something that we don't about the currency exchange. So thank you very much for donating, you three. Um, it has... Uh, it's, it, you know, it's a bit emotional. What I'm gonna now, say. I imagine they've been tempted by our token giveaway, so there's still time. Yeah, to join us <laughs> yeah it's for the content. They're never going to listen to this. They're just like, oh man, those, those failed Blitzboat tokens are a really good idea. Yeah, I really need a fell to um, blitz token. They could give it away for the cost of shipping. So you know, yeah. Do, so, do you want to hear a middle class excuse as not why something's not been done yet? Uh, yes, please. On. So the reason that the tokens haven't gone out yet is because I've got the um, fell blitz ones. Yes, I've not got the dash ones yet or the minefields yet because uh, because the my um, my uh, laser cutting guy uh, is on holiday on the on the on the Norfolk Broads. On a, on a canal boat, so canal boat stops play. Why did he not take his cutter with him on the canal boat? It's a canal boat. It's only three foot wide. 
I've got shoes ball. that are bigger than a canal boat. That's the foundation. That's the foundation of the British industry. You're talking about the canal boat. Hey, that is the that is the British year uh, British tourism. Uh, yeah, tourism industry, isn't it? Hmm. Up on the can, fens. Can we do a special giveaway where we give away tokens that have actually been on a canal boat? I don't know. It does sound kind of rude, or it sounds like an episode of Peaky Blinders. <laughs> They're on the canal boat. Canal yeah, boats and cottaging. That's that's the foundation of it. That's it. That's the foundation of the Tory party. <laughs> that's it tractors. Was, it was the oh, one. Tractors. Oh it was the, it was the, I can't remember which canal it was, but it was the one where I was watching a, a YouTube thing about it. They're like, you know, it's fantastic. It's massive. It goes between these two major cities. It's a really needy connection. But three months after they finished it, the railway came along. And yeah, uh, yeah no one uses it anymore. They, they, expect, they were supposed to be coming back, weren't they? Because they still go between cities, funnily enough. They haven't gone away. And uh, they're still quite, uh, you know, if you're going to take stuff off the roads, it's quite yeah. an efficient way to do it. Loss being restored for, um, like I say, a casual sort of industry, yeah. The, ca- the casual casual, The casual canaler. <laughs> the ca- casual canaler. Oh, that sounds wrong. That sounds like something you have to go for an operation. <laughs> now I want to board with a canal on. Well, cause just just mention it to Mike and tell him we can have canal boats on it with little potted plants and stuff, and he'll be off. He'll have ordered hey. it from foreground. No, no, you just say, what... Mike, you could have a boat that carries a train, and that'll be it. No, because uh, the canal's in competition with the train. We just established that. You can't have both. No, no, I'm sure there must have been somewhere, you know, it's a boat that carries but, a train. All I'm saying is you never saw a canal boat shot by a typhoon, the rocket, so, you know. That's true. Oh, if, if someone can find... Uh, footage of that <laughs> what canal does okay. prove me wrong <laughs> the canal boat getting I, I absolutely think I, I think I've seen ruined. that imagine, they um, have they barges on the on the river Rhine don't they so they probably did or something I imagine if you've got footage of a typhoon strafing a canal boat send it to shoot and scoot podcast at gmail.com <laughs> with Lee was wrong yeah, yeah. we entitled ah ha Lee ah ha as the subject line um, yeah, and you can win some, some in, I don't know, something. <laughs> you win something. That, that, that's my commitment to you. Also, you forgot to mention when we were talking about Patreons, the exclusive discount we got on the Teespring store. If you're gonna oh, yes. If you're going to shill, shill properly. What? I, I, yeah. There's a discount? There's 20% discount code for Patreons on the Teespring store across the entire range of shoot and scoot memorabilia and products. That's amazing. Yeah, we're, we're strictly not for profit now, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mr. Taxman, if you're listening. <laughs> and also, you get to go on our Discord as well, where you um, can talk wrestling talk wrestling, as well as yeah. wargaming. Yes, exclusively wrestling. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's been yeah. good. It's been cool. Thank you to our patrons. Growing, growing a little community yep. and everything. We are. It's, it's growing up around us. I quite like it. It's, it's organic. It's already like hands off now. I can just sort of let it go. I can just sort of let it roll along without having to sort of prompt things. They sort of went, they, they all talk amongst themselves like it's like school all over again. <laughs> As I say, can, can you can you stand back like a proud father now? Just look at I what can. you've created. I, it's good. It's it's nice. <laughs> and then run after it like a toddler, demented toddler. Yeah. Yeah. Screaming! Don't do that! Don't do that! Oh my God! You've got sticky fingers. Fenton! Fenton! <laughs> as 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 our Discord channel rolls towards a canal. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a canal theme today. It's a, it's a yeah. I think I've seen footage, and it reminds me of the um, latest episode of We Have Ways, where they're talking about the the trope, the trope, the documentary tropes 
of the same footage of the hurricane blowing its you know, gunport canvas. Yeah. Um, and the dull acrid smoke. I think I've seen footage of something on a canal getting royally messed up by a low-level straightening aircraft. I, had a quick I hope it's a lightning. I bet it's a bee fire. Yeah, mosquito. Two engines. You twinned. Twin rating. What about, what about heavy fighters? No, the single engine nonsense. Yeah. Well, they're talking about. There's a a couple of. I was there's a couple of uh, mosquitoes in New Zealand, and they're they're trying to get one back in the UK. Mm-hmm. But the only the only issue is is that you know I love I love airplanes I love the mosquito but it scares the crap out of me thinking about flying in one because there's quite Why? a large portion. Well, there's quite a large portion of taking off, you know, which is a thing that you have to do in an airplane to get it in the air. Whereby, if the critical engine fails, um, the torque from the remaining engine flips you upside down. Which was a myth. No, because that's what happened to the last one in Canada. Health and safety wasn't really a thing during the Second World War, was it? No, I mean, (laughs) I I need to look into it and look at the speeds and 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 you know, if there's a way that you can, you know, fly it, accelerate. Linearly, Gently. Uh, more Eddie. gentle acceleration. Yes, Eddie, yeah. you know, you know, you're not flying this mosquito when they bring it back, though, right? Look, I didn't change careers and become internet famous to not fly a mosquito. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I want to fly it. Great. <laughs> okay. Anyway, basis, right. basis, yeah, something, something. Meanwhile, back at the point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Duncan, what have you been painting? I have been painting. Should we do? Shall I do um, non-games workshop stuff first? Yeah, good. Whatever you. So I, I've painted my second engineer, US engineer platoon with command. Ooh. So I can now do the engineering company from uh, I think D-Day or I think Bulge has got it as well, but definitely from D-Day. Yeah, nice. Um, so it's quite old... quite nifty little formation. Is that the old metal models? Uh, I cheated. I used uh, the 29th Infantry Division models. So they're, they're assault combat engineers, but um, and I used the 30 cows as heavy machine guns. I cheated on that as well because you only get two heavy machine guns. I think I think I had two boxes of them. Right. So I've got I've got leftover figures as well. But you can have three infantry platoons and a, and a command in the um, in the infantry um, company, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it, you get four stands, five stands of um, rifle troops. Um, two HMGs and three bazookas. I think, yeah, I think that's right. Fire power. Yeah, <clears throat> so that's been, quite nice. Been going through a box from uh, Stash Bravo, and I, I think I found one of those new in blister. What's that? The actual the metal beach engineers with the the mine oh. sweepy stuff. Yeah, because it's got. I, I wanted the things like the Bangalore torpedoes and and. Um, um, just the, the they're quite dynamic, obviously. Um, you know, it's supposed to be running out the beach and what have you. So yeah, that's the 29th models, isn't it? They have the battle yeah. doors. Are, are they? Yeah. Is that the new box from the latest release? Yeah, bought? yeah. Because I got two, I think, from Troll Trader. It's like buy one get one free, basically. Are they metal? Yes. Cool. Because uh, yeah, we come onto it, but they're looking at the barn games and going. I had the so I had the old train night infantry box as four platoons, but even four that, boat sections. Yeah, four boat sections, but even that at veteran is still only fifty points. Yeah, you need quite a bit extra. And I'm like, 
actually, if they're metal and they're still in production, a new 29th boat box, that would give me... Because the new box only has three boat sections in, I think. Oh, right. Yeah, it's changed I think, slightly. I think, yeah, it did. So that would give me seven, which would actually be a reasonable number to throw in front of machine gun. Yeah. They're quite, they are nice models. They're very oh, they're um, lovely. characterful. Lovely sculpts, yeah. So I have got a third platoon to do for that, and then they're done. So they're undercoated now. Um, well, primed, nice. not undercoated. So, yeah, I think I think because they've got a bit more of a variety of stuff. I think I could probably do them as the beach attackers because I've used this, the 60mm mortars from the um, box set for my standard 60mm mortars because yeah. it upset me that they didn't have any. They only had the 81s um, in the new release. don't know why. Can tell you, I think it's because they're expecting you to buy the plastic box set, um, uh, right? So you can't get them separately. Um, but yeah, they're, they're they're done. Very nice. Um, quite happy with those. They 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 took me just over a day in the end to do. And I did all my barbed wire basing and stuff like that. So yes. I love those barbed wire bases of yours. Uh, they look yeah. fantastic. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I bought some more because I I, I do like it. It's re- it's really easy to do. So where, where are you getting the barbed wire from? Uh, from yeah, from eBay, to okay. be honest. And yeah, I, uh, you can, people sell it. Yeah, I've got. Um, I think I just ordered a. It was something like five meters of it, and I just five meters on scale yeah. or <laughs> scale meters. Scale <laughs> meters, yeah. five centimeters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't what this isn't what I ordered. Read small yeah. print. Um, but yeah, I ordered some more, and it just wrap it around the back of a paintbrush, mm-hmm. and then. Um, you know, tease that out a bit and then I always stick it down after I've done the base itself and then yeah. um, just stick it with super glue onto the base yeah. and then I just hit it with a, a wash a, a null oil gloss wash and a rust wash from Vallejo just to give it a bit of something about it and then yeah, done, bish bash bosh off they go I try not to put it on every base though because it starts looking like they're wading through a forest <laughs> yeah. of barbed wire which is a bit, yeah. a bit much no, but like how you had it with like the front row having it, it yeah, it, just, it looks cool. I mean, instantly it says engineers as well, which is always pretty handy. So yeah, I try to do things like um, where there's a running figure, don't put barbed wire in front of him, so there's like a hole that he's obviously <laughs> dashing through and stuff like yeah. that, no. rather than garroting him, himself on a, on a barbed wire. Just, just being a dick, how you're running into the barbed wire. <laughs> exactly, um, and he's got like stuff on it. It's, it's a sacrifice play for oh, the team. Gosh. <laughs> And then put the yeah put the bangalores with it so that the bangalores just underneath the the wire itself and things like that. Mm-hmm. Just little things that makes it look look like there's movement, I guess, on the base without actually because you know static figures. I'm not that clever. No. Um, <laughs> but let's get the whole narrative on the base, which is always important. Yeah, just tells base. a little bit of a story, not much, but just some. Mm-hmm. Um, and then outside of that, I've painted my death core of Cree from uh, the. Kill What's team? it called? Yeah, Octarius. Kill Team Octarius. So I gave them a bit of a, a bit of a treatment. So they got some barbed wire on there, it's a heavy barbed mm-hmm. wire theme. Such a good box, isn't it? It looks really That's nice. I've got nice a, figures, isn't it? Yeah, I've got to put some. It's weird because the way they've done it is they've made them multi-part, but like <clears throat> they're only multi-part in specific ways. Yeah, no, I had the same, same, so like, same realization. Yeah, the, the sergeant makes the sergeant or one other guy. Um, right, yeah. And then one he- one uh, special weapons team, like say it's a flamer, They that's on one body. 
the melter guns on another and the plasma guns on another, but they can mm-hmm. you can then build the other ones as standard troops. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. So it's it's better, but I I still do fear that you end up with quite a similar looking if you had lots of them together, which I plan to now, unfortunately. Um yeah. it does it does <laughs> mean that need. they'll they'll look quite similar. Um yeah. yeah. That's very but, much like yeah. you know, focus for the kill team of being like literally just ten figures. It's probably yeah. Maybe maybe if they ever do a whole army, they'll put a bit more variety. Well, it's, it's weird actually because I walked into Games Workshop the other day because I had to pick up some dry cleaning. Uh, again, mm-hmm. middle class problems. <laughs> do you get dry cleaning um, for Games Workshop? Yeah, that's I do. Just, yeah, because a bomb has more. Oh my god, it's <laughs> horrific! It's absolutely absolutely horrific, and it's monopose. You can only put certain shirts in. Um, <laughs> they come back in a very in a very regimented fashion. They don't rank up properly either. Um, but yeah, I was talking to the guy in there, and he was just like, "There's no Krieg list at the moment at all, apart from a Forge World one." Yeah. So they're not in the Guard Codex, um, and there's there's rumours that there's a Guard Codex coming out. Sorry, Astra Militarum, whatever the hell it is. And because they've taken all the heavy weapons and stuff off of Forge World, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Plastics. Oh, does that mean you get those cool wheeled? Stub- heavy, heavy stubbers, yeah, and, heavy uh, stubbers and stuff. Yeah. There's also a bipod heavy stubber, which looks quite cool, like a brain gun. All right, what's that? It's an old. It's my huh? brain gun. It's, <laughs> it's a brain gun. Why'd you bring that? Uh, but yeah, that's they've they've got painted as well. And I'm trying to think if there's oh tigers, my tiger company. I'll finish that. Hmm, tiger, 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 Whitman, tiger, tiger, tiger. Exactly, Whitman, Whitman, Whitman. He's he's Whitman, though, unfortunately, from the numbering. Um. Yeah, so I've got seven tigers done now. That's a lot of tigers. It's quite a few. It's a tiger company, and and not a minimum tiger company. It's a, a proper big boy, proper grown big up boy. pants, Gro- grown up, grown up tiger company, grown up tiger mm. company that knows what it's about. Um, so yeah, they're they're quite cool. I I still like the way that you can paint German vehicles and do different camos on them, so that it breaks it up from just painting endless olive drab or yeah. yeah things like that unfortunately it does burn you out a bit faster on painting them because you're they're not exactly quick to do like that because each one's ever so slightly different but yep. it does make it nice see <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah, that's me plowing my way through the pile, pile of shame whilst simultaneously topping pile of shame up and <laughs> at the other end yeah that's cool the, the endless struggle What about Lee, you guys? Yeah, Lee, what have you been doing? Um, so I finished off the Sioux 22s. Yep. These Germans. Fitty um, fitters. Yeah, fitty fitters. They were, they, they, they were, um, yeah, a slog. <laughs> were they? Because you made light work of it, it seemed. They went quickly. Yeah, but I must have been days I just couldn't get into painting them. I was just, it was just, they were just annoying me in various yeah, ways. Yeah, in the right mood for aircraft. Yeah, because they're, um, like 19, 1990s academy kit, there's like the actual um, scribing of the like panel detail was very shallow and yeah. bizarrely, the, the, one of it was out was out of place on all four kits compared to where it should be. So it's oh. like oh. painted by hand almost the detail. So it's like um, there's like this weird like metal plate next to the gun barrel. Obviously, mm. that's where all the acoustic noise comes. Um, but for some reason, it was about halfway up the side of the, of the plane on the on one side compared to where it should oh. be. Paint it. 
I was just putting on, for some reason the masking was just annoying me, and I, I realized belatedly I should have done the blue first rather than last because it would have made it easier. It is so it, that... sorry, no, so that's fine. I was gonna say it is saying something that you know the academy scale model kits because I built um the West German helicopters, mm-hmm. the BO, whatever they are, yeah, and they oh, are back, they're, they're obviously a late model battlefront airplane kit in mm-hmm. plastic and they are really nice like yeah. they went together really well and then and the having... skids and those things are the best skids they've done in helicopters yeah. so far and then having built the a the a10 which is the academy plastic version mm-hmm. you know i definitely do appreciate the price the price point being <laughs> you know and it, and it re- not being a lead or oh, sorry a resin and lead model balance a resin and lead model ba- balanced upon a very tall flight stand waiting to <clears> just <throat> shatter into a million tearful yep. dreams um but yeah the the, the mold line on it um because i i fell into flames of war style uh mold removal i was like yeah that should be good enough you know sprayed it up and then went oh gosh it looks like it's you know mm. disintegrating <laughs> oh, same yeah same as someone the leading edges try to get in between the two um wing fences where yeah. you get the mold line off which is a Absolute nightmare. I obviously missed it on two of them, which is a bit annoying. But, but I mean, yeah, they, so they, got... they looked amazing, mate. Yeah, yeah that's it. I, I know how much they're paying. Once once you get them done, they they look okay, which is what we're after. Especially how, how did you how did you find the four tone camo? Um, let's see. I really didn't know, like the free the free tone camo on the C twenty five, so it wasn't too bad. It's just a case of adding on the extra green shade, basically. So it was it wasn't too bad. It was just um. Okay, so just, just that classic thing of trying to do camo, just remembering or doing the inverse. Well, you know, when you're masking up, you're inverting what you yeah, want. Yeah, doing it backwards. Just <laughs> try and remember. Because I was trying to make sure the dark green was the dominant colour, which it seems to be in all the Su-25 photos. So you look at me, look predominantly dark green. So I was trying to make sure there's enough dark green showing. Hmm. Then I realised the light green I used was really garishly light green, so I really should chose a different <laughs> colour. And the two brown shades were you know, pretty much spot on, but they're not really, they're only like small patches. They're not really like, it's the two greens that really dominate the plane. So, mm. but yeah, like I say, once, got, once they're done they're on the table, they look quite good. Yeah, they're really good. Good enough. That's for sure. no, they look really good as they were destroying my uh, Gepard. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was a, that was a brutal game. Yeah, now I am working on landing craft ready for June. Yeah. What What did you think of my idea of magnetizing the ramps? I actually had a go at it. Um, oh, really? Just, wow. Oh, wow. I, I, was yeah. out, I was trying to work out if I had enough, um, if there's enough real estate in the resin to bury a magnet <laughs> in. And, and the answer I, is... I, I quickly worked out, no, there isn't. <laughs> so I just, I just put, but I just put both ramps up because, you know, you're going to be spending most time going through the surf zone anyway, so... No, 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 Lee, Lee, Lee. We both know they're going to go in, first wave, land, and then not release from the beach for the next seven turns. <laughs> Which, admittedly, yeah. having the ramp up still also works for, because they would disgorge their cargo and they'd be sat there uselessly floundering like some, like... Try to turn around. Yeah. Some <laughs> whale. <laughs> yeah. So I've got, got two um, landing craft mechanised to paint up and three landing craft assault. And I'm going to try and do the British um, um, passengers, basically, for the for the LCAs. 
So oh, yeah, you no priority. You going that deep? Well, they, they come on. Um, I did. I did them for the. Oh, what they're called LCVPs for the mm-hmm. Americans. I did yeah. three of those and did the crews that come with them. It was quite handy because it was let us keep track of who was crewed up and who was yeah sitting he's waiting. Empty. He's got stuff in. So I'm going to tr- quickly try and knock those out because this helps with um, tracking. And then I'm going to try and get two five centimeter nests painted up. Nice. I got I got one at the old Ancelotti workshop, and apparently they stopped making them because I looked on the website and they got no um, fifty millimeter stuff. Let- it's yeah, they did a, a big range trait. consolidation a couple of years ago when they were threatened right. from going under. Yeah. So oh, I got one of those five centimeter um, defilade wall style bunkers. Oh, nice. So cool. I got the little um, open five centimeter nest, and these are like the um, five centimeters from the pan from the Panzer for, um, Panzer Freeze, and when they were regunned. I know I owned one, but I think I sold it, mm. and that was a mistake. Yeah, because it's I mean, such hopefully... a cool little model. But the Brooks will arrive and the mortars and that, so we can get those uh, done. They have been posted. Excellent. Uh, they should be here probably tomorrow at the time cool. of recording. Round, round so, of applause for Gareth. Yep. Yep. So kill yeah. team next week at Dice Thing to do it, and we'll do a big um, exchange of bits and pieces. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, because well, I've still got Shroom of Argons, Eddie. And the, the, the baddie books, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've had a... Yeah, I'll locate those by next, next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so basically this this month it's all stuff ready for the June big barn splash, and if I get all that done with time to spare, which is doubtful given they're being stakes for a week, um, I'll try and get some East German infantry painted up, which I didn't get a chance to do last month. Nice. So yeah. So Eddie, what have you been painting? Uh, I painted four foot of tank trap, um, German tank traps. That's okay. Dragon's Teeth type thing. Yeah, Dragon's Teeth. And I pulled about the box at the barn. And everyone went, oh, they're cool, but we don't need them. And I went, all right. Oh. <laughs> is that is that more Maginot line than, than... Yeah, no, I knew it would be. Um, I'd forgotten that Mike had made the actual beach front. Beach oh, with the wall, wall and everything. Yes. I So in my head, it was he made the beach, but he, it, the beach wall itself was flat. Um. Otherwise, I wouldn't have, you know, they needed doing. And mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a good thing. It's been a week of consolidation of things. So I've been neck deep in uh, off-site storage Bravo and putting boxes <laughs> out. And, you know, with uh, with the, uh, my, my friend Justin, who I share that storage garage with, uh, we went in there on the bank holiday and dug right to the back, pulled everything out and started to sort through it, um, which meant that I, the boxes that I had which is a classical thing as you go into a storage place and you've got your boxes of your nice things that you're keeping that you want and you put those in first because they're important and then everything else goes on top. So I've yeah. actually dug, dug those out and then I spent today going through and actually sorting through and going, okay, these all these blisters are German. They're going in the German boxes because there's now two or three boxes of unmade German kit. I've been oh, enjoying the little insights, piles of blisters you've been appearing with. Yeah, I've been teasing every now and then when I find a good style, a, a good a good stash of it to be like, oh, okay, let's send a send a picture through of that. Can, can you bring it all um, in a week's time then? Can I bring it all in a week's time? Well, yeah, because I plan to mug you in the car park afterwards. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> see, see, that's the thing is, it, it's you know, there's quite a lot of value stuff there, but you'd need to bring a seriously big truck to be able to steal all of it. 
because it is it's it's been gosh 15 years worth of collecting collecting is not the right word is it 15 years worth of addiction hoarding hoarding is the hoarding. right word yeah hoarding hoarding yeah well, like like a like a gold crazed smaug yep exactly that it's like it's that that scene from uh from um the hobbit the hobbit except that instead of being gold coins it's flames of war blisters and sprues <laughs> just <laughs> sliding and consuming all in the, rubbing yourself in, on in, them in the hobby launch mm-hmm. um no it's cool it's been good like i said to you guys the stuff that i've just you know i because for years i'll just sit there and scour ebay and pick things up cheap that no one else seemed to really want and then kind of throw it in a box going oh, i would be able to use that someday you know it's like the winterized german stern platoons which now you know when bulge comes out i've got and now i know where it is you know enough models to put do you mean the panzer uh, the volkswagen it is oh pat the stern platoons were the um panzer grade the mounted panzer grade deers with assault rifles yep oh in winter gear hmm it's a really yeah. nice model. when the really hell did nice they model. release them i didn't even know they existed they, they were came out with they were in nuts. Wow. Wow. Because Nuts also had the um because it was the bulge. Am I is that right? Nuts also because Nuts also had the uh was the first release of the um Yag Tiger. Yes. No, um that was um Bridge Rymagen was the first Rye release Megan. of the Yag Tiger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're nuts as before, which is when I had the Pan's Grenadiers, and then Rymagen came out, and that's when I went deep with resin Yak Tigers, which will probably be replaced with the plastic kits when I think I'm out because they're going to be amazing. Oh. Bridget um, Ryback was a Ryback was a very good book. Bridget Ryback. Mm. Mm. I'm lost. That's interesting. That is interesting. I didn't realize those kits existed. I knew that the Volks Grenadiers are. We're, we're, we're winterized, but not that. Yep. Because mm. I had the two different types. The, the the one platoon that had the sort, some with the rifle teams, some with the sort rifles, and some with LMGs, mm-hmm. and the other stern platoons that were just assault rifles. Yeah, because it was it was basically a HQ and six stands of assault rifles, and the, yeah, they, ha- they didn't have us machine guns because the the half tracks are the machine guns machine effectively. Guns. Mm. Yes, but they were so well, expensive in version three. Oh, they're going to be ridiculous. Assault Unless rifle. Unless you're reluctant trained or something like that. Yeah, yeah which is uh, the Cox's favourite. Mm. And then he had the Pack 40s that could fire on bombardment as well. Yeah. No, I think he's with, well, I'm sure he's with Volksgrenadiers. Well, they're not. It is, it's, a, it's a Volksgrenadier platoon, but as with different weapons. Mm. I think we should start a petition, you know, like one of those government ones with bring back. Um, Bring back metal infantry platoons for certain periods. Just yeah, do do to make the order or something like that. Because I mean, that's what I miss. I don't honest, care about vehicles. They could, put, they could they could essentially double the retail price of what they were, and people would still buy them. Yeah, I'd buy them because you'd go, you'd go. It's a you know, as long as it was bespoke, nicely casted. Mm-hmm. Can't because you know, you're not yeah. well because you're not you're not having to churn out hundreds of them. I think there's definitely a, a thing for having, you know, made to well, almost made to order stuff. Yeah, print to order stuff. They're, 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 yeah. I'm just thinking it shows the demand then. Yeah. Rather than just, you know, a, a vocal minority of the internet, which is usually what happens. 
Well, that's what happened to Pacific, didn't it? Well, everyone was there was a vocal minority on the internet, and then Pacific actually launched, and it all kind of went. Uh, yeah, I have to say, in that scale, it never did anything for me. Yeah. Oh, I also found my American uh, Marine company, so that's good. With course, you know, two Corsairs and. Oh, what, what you wrote that article for? That midwar, the, the, the last article I wrote like five years ago for uh, uh, yeah, using Marines as midwar. So that'd be fun to get out and get going. I also found my entire Japanese army, which now has no actual rules. Yet. Yep. Yet. Yet. Oh my god, they bring that back. It's going to be so good. My, my cavalry company. No, it'd be late war, it'd be Manchuria. So you get run over by T-34s. Yes! It's my favourite hobby pastime, that is. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a low-velocity 85 mil gun. Oh, have I? Oh, good. Was it no, t- a, you, you have, insert name of random, you know, yep. Axis weapon here. Get run over by T-34. Hooray! Yep. <laughs> you chose poorly. Um, so, yeah, so that painting-wise... Uh, some fortifications, getting things together ready for D-Day. Um, I think I'm going to follow Lee's sage advice and for the big D-Day game. So I wanted to run my, um, I found all my Sherman crocodiles, not Sherman crocs. Oh my God. Crabs. Crabs. You've got crabs. I've got crabs <laughs> and bulldozers and an AVRE breaching group. And I was like, that would be so good. And then I found the British landing craft that I forgot I had. Um, and I was like, I really want to do like a, you know, British Canadian D-Day beach. I think that'd be awesome with typhoons in support. And then Lee very kindly pointed out that actually, Ed, I've got most of a 29th Infantry Army done first. So let's get mm-hmm. that finished. So I'm going to go for 29th for the day, um, which kind of cuts down the painting queue a lot. Um, so it'll be US, US 29th Infantry Division storming the beaches. Um, and then obviously I've still got my ETC list on the go, which I'm sitting here looking at now, which hasn't had any love for a while. Yeah, I need to get it finished. I need to actually build the um, partisans. So still waiting there. There'll be more. I thought you had them. I thought that was your Volks Grenadiers. Oh, no, sorry, Hitler Jugend or whatever it is. What are they called? Volks. Sturm? No. I always get those two confused. Yeah. Um, Volksturm, yeah. Volksturm is the civilians, and yep. the Volksgrenadiers are the... Civilians, yep. but who Volksgren- had a bit of training. Yes. Yeah, because Volksgrenadiers had Sturm platoons. Yes. yes. That's where the confusion comes, I think. That's where, yeah, Sturm yeah, platoons, Vol- and you Volks- had... Oh, what the other one's called? I can't remember now. Were they in Volkswagens? <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's going to be... Lots of cool stuff coming along. I don't know, um, what, to bring. Got the... I don't know what to bring for that. Shirtson. Sturm platoons and Shirtson platoons. Well, That's platoons. the one. Shield, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they they had the MG, they were they were the rifle um the rifle MG teams person. Yeah. Basically. It's the armored skirt, isn't it? It's the Shirtson. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's that's Shirtson. These these are Schutzen. Oh, okay. I mean, it's just German pronunciation. It literally means rifle platoon, I think. Schutzen. Schutzen. Schmetterling. Sorry, you're right. Schutzen, yes. And they were Panzerfaust, Waffle, and Jutzen. I love the German language. Yep. Schmetterling. Butterfly. Butterfly. La Papillon. Mariposa. Schmetterling! (laughs) 
um, uh, yeah, so currently I'm going through a large, large bag full of sprues, cutting out all the MGs and um, stowage. Yep. So I can actually condense it down from a large, large bag to a small baggie worth. Um, I am also looking at getting a Team Yankee Force finished because for that game for Lee, I did get to get on my West Germans and despite an airbrush, I realised what it was. I was using, I'm using the Vallejo polymer um, undercoat, base coat, all in one thing. And my primers. primers, that's the word. My pot's quite old, so actually it was drying in the nozzle and causing numerous stoppages. So I didn't actually get as far as I thought I would with that. Um, shock horror. Clogged. Ed Ed overcommits and under under delivers. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was it was massive cloggage. There's one point where I was picking at the the nozzle, and I literally pulled like a three centimeter string of gunk out <laughs> of the airbrush, and I'm like, that's not good. Um, even though I was cranking it up to maximum pressure to kind of blow the crap through, and it was a 50-50 mix of thinner. Uh, so yes, yeah, so that pot's going in the bin. Um, Lee very kindly lent me his West Germans, which are beautifully mm-hmm. painted, um, and then yeah, probably set them all on fire. But we'll come to that later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, I've got West German army going. I've got my Team Yankee stuff coalated. So it's a big swarm of coalition and consolidation. Did um, you find your Carl Gustav teams? Now you all the replacements. I have not. That's what, that's what I think will happen. Bad. I think the replacements, which have been shipped by Battlefront, will arrive, and then 30 seconds within them arriving, I will find the original two Carl Gustav teams. <laughs> I think that... I'm, I know you bought them because... No, I, I know I have them. You. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. I know I bought them. I know you gave them to me. I know I spent about six months looking inside my various gaming bags going, oh, oh yeah, these are in here because I just threw them in here when I delivered. I should put them somewhere safe. I distinctly remember putting them somewhere safe. However, that was about a year and a half ago, and now I have no idea where they are. As I say, you've slept since then, same as me. It's yeah. gone. Yeah, they're gone. And then I was like, okay, well, they're only £1.50 each. I'll order some more. Oh, shipping £7.50. Yeah, it's, a fixed, uh, it's a fixed amount as well, isn't it? Uh, and I was like, well, I'm, okay, well, I can't get these anywhere else, so I'll order two, and then if my other two do turn up, I can stick them on eBay and you know, recover the cost of it. That's fine. But then I was like, I'm paying £7.50 for shipping of £3 worth of models. <laughs> and then in my head, it was like, I know I'm not getting any discount, but if I get the Milan group I need for my British and the Panzer oh, no. motors, make it worth your while. Germans, yes. Yeah, I just like, I'm overpaying. So I overpay in style and then added it, you know, um, and then added the t- the tornadoes that I wanted for West Germans, just because they're tonkers and I think they're great. So I put together a nice little order, fired that in, and that should be arriving tomorrow, I think. Nice. Yeah. The shipping's always good. It is speedy. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and everything was in stock, which I was like, oh, oh okay, no. yeah. Um, That's good. Won't try getting um, Team Yankee US making um, rifle platoons. So they are in stock at Entoyment. I'm just saying. What the rifle? The rifle platoon? Oh, not the rifle, just the mechanized yes. one. Yeah, you get mechanized easiest, but the rifle platoon. Oh, okay. Can't get the at the moment. Yeah. Or or IDF infantry, Lee. Or IDF infantry for um, Feb Nation, correct? Well, yeah. like this blister I have right here. 
No. Yes. Stop it. Do you have? <laughs> do you have? You're putting um, M113s, aren't you? Well, I'm going to do half tracks as well. Have you so got the half track upgrades, bro? I do. Yes. Okay. Cool. I was going to say. That have you enough thing. though? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's what I found the first time around. I was like, oh, okay. There's that. I, found, I did find my um, Skyhawks for Israelis as well. Yeah, so, uh, great. Yeah. too many toys. I'm probably holding out for plastic Skyhawks. Yeah, it'll be a long wait, but, I think. Mm, it will be a long wait. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, so um, should we move on to News in the Front? Yeah. Yeah, what have you been playing? Yeah, so... Duncan, have you been up to any games? Uh, yeah, nothing Battlefront, though. That's so, right. I played a bit of Kings of War. Um, that was all... all that, I do like that, the the rapidity with which you can put Kings of War army list together is quite satisfying. It's pretty easy. Um, yeah, I had a couple of games of that. Uh, and I played some Meg. Some more, more to Meglorium. Your Romans? No, with Carthaginians, which I still can't get to work. I keep getting smashed by Romans. I mean, it's probably historically accurate, to be fair, because that's what happened, but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> smashed by Romans. Smashed by Romans. Yeah, uh, that that's really been it. So I'm, I'm, I, I am still fascinated by the fact that the Games Workshop products now um, are so good for painting. So for the Nighthawk stuff, using that Nighthawk gloom contrast, mm-hmm. two dry brushes and a wash. You know, I got I got a um, I can't think what it's called now, but it's essentially like a a, a wraith on a horse painted um, in about forty minutes to a to a deep, you know to a good standard. And mm-hmm. Sterling mud is now my new favourite thing. <laughs> like the, the basing that goes paints? on. Hmm? Sorry? Is that one of the technical paints, is it? Yes, for basing. Is that one of the technical paints? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you use it for basing material. And, and to be honest, I haven't tried it on Battlefront figures yet, but I might might have to give it a go because pop it on and it covers really well. Give it a little dry brush and it's done. And that's it. And I was I was quite surprised how quickly it dries. It, you wouldn't, you know, you thought as a basing material it would have taken, you know, probably 24 hours before you can do anything else with it but no seemed seemed to dry really quickly so quite impressed but no that not really much much gaming um don't think i've played a game with flames of war recently when we're going to rectify that tomorrow we're playing some team yankee uh-huh. yeah yeah Ooh. what are you playing yeah. with? uh dutch versus east germans mm-hmm. nice oh yeah this yeah. is the uh this is the fez excluded one because fez is doing something else for once Yes, you got a social life. I do, apparently. You got other friends. You know, other friends. Other friends. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. Still, I, 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 I put a list together at uh, lunch yesterday, and then realised it was a um, hundred points. We'd agreed to play seventy-five, so I need to revisit wah, wah, that. Wah, wah. Yeah. I, I think we're playing on a six by four table and hundred oh, points of. No, I completely agree. It was just a brain fart from my perspective. I just looked at him and went, why is there so much stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I don't own this much stuff, do I? Oh, wait, yes, I do. Oh, oh no, yes, I do. No, definitely do. Definitely do. I think I'm getting up to a Yahtzee on the bloody Dutch now as well. <laughs> it's when you've got multiple um, Gepard platoons that you have to stop worrying. Yeah. 
Wait, red eyes. Just a point, Chauces. Uh, is that with the red eyes as well? The red eye. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Multiple red eye, multiple uh, the Flydergeist. 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 Yeah, exactly. Flydergeist mm-hmm. and um, um, Gepard platoons. Yeah. Whoops. Well, cheetahs for Dutch. Yeah. Are they cheetahs? They're called cheat. The Dutch call them cheetahs, don't they? Might make it out. Oh, rather than leopard. Yeah, gepard. Leopard. I hope they're called gepards because their version is slightly different. It's got a different radar setup on them, right? Mm. Yes, because you can't use the Dutch models for the West Germans because they do have a different. There's a brilliant video on Twitter of um, a gepard doing its thing. Just, I was just looking at it a minute ago. It's um, doing a full turret rotation seconds. Going out. Going out to the got, I have actually got to find my Dutch. I was looking at my boxes now, going. Mm. <laughs> okay. They don't look right. <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned, Mister Gosling. <laughs> now, Should I, I bring my bl- West Germans as well? No, I, was say, I don't want to blow my own horn, Eddie. But um, everything I can see is painted. Toot toot. Ooh. 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 Yeah. Ooh. Shots <laughs> exactly. I might die, Here but I'll go. die in gloriously painted figures. <laughs> the crack starts showing in the podcast as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can be Yoko Ono, Lee. Well, 74 is a good number. We'll do one more, 75, where we break up on air, and then uh, that'll be it. Then you can do your own side project, like Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine all the painting. Yeah. Where's Eddie gone? Could, He's gone to go know, live in India. Yeah. What? He's got to find himself. Instead of Will Smith. He's got to guru. Yep. <laughs> he, he, incl- he insists on calling you, <laughs> him calling you. Yeah, Ravi Shastri. What? <laughs> uh, I'm just waiting for Lee to see the messages where I've sent him a uh, link to a 144 scale plus. I am. I'm, I, hawk. I am. I'm just trying to find someone that's got stock of four of them. So. Oh my God. <laughs> E-models. How, how many have they got? They didn't say. Unfortunately, they didn't say. If how you many. add them to car, eventually it would tell you to stop because it's run out. Not oh. that I've done that before with my uh, intruders. Well. That just changes the whole whole game. So yeah, yeah there you go. Just take, mawa, you, mawa. what you want to do is take a deep breath and hold it in because that really gets you the buzz. <laughs> right. Don't do that if you haven't got an orange in your mouth. Yeah. Is this what got? <laughs> is this what killed off the guy from the excess? I can't remember his yeah, name. Exactly. Do a Hutchins. <laughs> Hutchins. Okay. Can have a choky wank again. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Just let me put all four in. There we go. Pardon? <laughs> do, you know, <laughs> do you know anyone who wants to buy uh, two... Two, uh, two one resin Skyhawks? No, no, two one to a hundred scale. It's four resin Skyhawks I've got in the box. Um, two one to a hundred scale intruders, because I forgot that the uh, allies only have um, platoons of four, not six. <laughs> What's the, do you say intruders? A6 intruders. A6 intruders. Uh, if you so if you just happen to mention that in front of Mike Everest, you might get a. Response. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. I'll just take. He loves. To the barn. He loves a good, He loves intruders. They're about three pounds each because they're old Tamiya kits. Um, I don't even know what you're talking about now. I'm I'm so far out of my comfort zone. I, <laughs> it, it disappoints me. You don't know what an intruder is. It really does. Not, not I've clear. I've long overcome that disappointment. When it comes to Duncan, it's it's got wings. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I focus on his other qualities, and uh, that sounds like, like my school report. 
Oh man, yes. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm not even disappointed just, anymore. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Just, just you know, giving up. You can come <laughs> see Top Gun with us, Duncan. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about seeing that homoerotic movie in the dark. I think I think we should take him to see the, the second time that we see it, Lee, because in that way we can you know have the capacity to explain what's going on. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't even know if I've seen off. the first one. Oh, you must see the oh. first one. No, I think I've seen it, but like in bits, some bits. We've made that. we've made it to seventy four episodes. It was a good run. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah. It's been emotional. <laughs> but isn't it just like lots of flying around? Yes. To be fair, there's not as much flying in that film as you remember. <laughs> Apparently, there's more flying in the new one. Yes. Oh my, that sounds like a really awful trailer, like booster, like now with added flying. Yes. Now, now with more more top gunning. Now with a bigger budget and therefore better visuals. Yeah. Yes. Now, now that gay porn's legal, we can actually concentrate on just the flying. Yes. So, you know, it's just a... <laughs> I just... I, I, I don't mind, like, going to see it. I just don't understand what's going on. Like, why is flying upside down such a big thing? Look, he's going to stand the brakes. He's going to fly right by. You do a 4G negative dive while keeping up foreign relations with commu- excellent communication. I only understood the word dive. Because it was inverted. I don't understand what that means. That's, all I understand is that it's upside down. But yeah. I don't understand why that's so hard. Look, all you got to know is at some point a goose talks to someone, okay? It's just a... <laughs> goose and junior. Then, and, then Jess, and then Jess is dead. Who? And I was like, where'd he go? And he was like, where did who go? Oh, I'm so lost. <laughs> Who's Chester? <laughs> I know there's yeah. an ice man. Uh, yeah, he could be one. Hey, or snowman. <laughs> and then and then there's a, a maverick and a and a goose. Yeah. And there's a tinky winky. <laughs> I would so want uh, someone with a call sign tinky winky. That'd be because <laughs> yeah, to be, be fair, that'd be a lot closer to what real real pilot um, call signs sound like compared yeah. to what the actual films. Oh, are. really? No one gets yep. cool ones like Iceman and Maverick. It's all like um, Bobo and stuff like that. <laughs> Bobo the Clown. He's usually, he's usually based on some embarrassing incident in flight school and it um, like, lives you for the rest of your life, apparently. Yeah, why, I, where's your call sign Skidmark? Don't, don't ask. Yeah. I've not told you what mine is. It's not Skidmark, is it? No, it's not Skidmark. Okay. It's, uh, it's Beaker. As in the Muppet. <laughs> right. I thought you meant like Tracy Beaker then. <laughs> Yeah. Mine was Bravo. Just clearly, always, always, always made everyone laugh. My West Country accent saying Bravo. Bravo. And so it's been... <laughs> Hello. All right, me lover. Hello, my Bravo <laughs> lover. Bravo lover. As opposed to Alpha lover. Oh, no. I'm not even an Alpha. <laughs> what were we talking about? Anyway, games. Yes. Games. <laughs> Eddie, should we talk about our games at the barn? Please. Yes. So we uh, we did a DD uh, trial run, didn't we? D Day, yes. D D with D D tanks. It was D Day with D D tanks. That's where the D D came from. Many Ds. Yeah. Um, trying which to... was our first time playing the Foo Bar mission since the open day. Yes. Yes, but on I, uh, did we play Foo Bar on the actual open day? I think we were meant to be doing something like that. Right. Okay. Because I've looked through. It we weren't and... playing the. Um... Go on this quest to rescue. 
help us help on, the way, on yes. its way, isn't it? It's yes. more like a port to hock kind of scenario. Yes. Okay. Whereas food bars are once actually meant to be the proper Omaha style landing. So. Yeah, which we made a couple of um, learning Errors. points, shall we yes. say? Yes, so, we, we, got the, we got the starting sequence slightly wrong, <laughs> which yeah. made a big well, impact in the game. It started off started off with um, the fact that there was we were expecting extra players, so then we ended up having to rejig some of the points. So mm-hmm. Mike and I were attacking with 150 points each, yeah, um, which meant we lent heavily into the command guards to build up the actual forces, because like in typical Fez fashion, I picked up the wrong bag. Um, <coughs> And I only had half the uh, allied forces I thought I did. So I had my 50 points worth of D-Day infantry. um, But I didn't have half the tanks I thought I did. But we managed to figure that out. That sounds like a real (laughs) D-Day. Yeah, exactly. It does. Yeah, it was. It was like, oh, I had all the stuff. I had all the infantry. And uh, yeah, none of the D-Day tanks or or support. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully, because we were expecting... Three allied players, so hundred points each. Me and Nathan had enough Germans to face hundred for effectively hundred fifty points each worth of um, defending forces. So our bit was sorted. Yeah, all the Germans. All the Germans. What? I know. Yeah, they were organised. They were there. They were waiting to take efficiency. Um, um, but then, so in this setup of the mission, there's a bit of a mix uh, because. Essentially, it's designed to be that you're already, when, by turn one, you've already got some troops on the beach who are pinned down. Yeah. Only we kind of missed the pinned down bit. <laughs> and also, so the defenders had the first bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we had, so we had some troops already on the beach, start of turn one. So Mike rolled better than I did for getting his first wave on the beach, who then probably just assaulted the crap out of all of uh, Lee's bunkers. Yes, oh, so I didn't get to shoot them because so didn't so get the what, should happen is, what should happen is allies learn their first they land their first wave. They then become pinned. The defender then gets the first turn, and then obviously then the attacker then gets a chance to unpin and bring on the second wave. But what actually what happened because we Nathan misread the rules was that um, the first wave first wave landed, and then the, then attackers had the first turn, so they then promptly run the beach. And assaulted all the bunkers. Well, the second wave also came in right behind. Yeah, had them. even more guys turn up. Yeah. yeah, and they got very crowded very quickly. Yes, and my and because we got hit by a preliminary bombardment, which was basically wiped out two of my infantry platoons. Oh, really? I I, uh, well, I but, think but, I but, killed like one stand of Nathan's. It, it can be bonkers. Yeah, one lost one lost three stands out of um, seven, and one lost two stands out of seven. So holy, but that, Mike's dice were on fire then. Yeah. Did, did you do the remember to do the whole drifting thing? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, we good. did. Where, whereupon, well, I mean, you only drift if you actually turn up. So I think <laughs> two thirds of my force just went. No, we're, getting, we're having fun staying at sea. The beach looks a bit dangerous. We'll stay out here. Your DD Shermans were supposed to show up, but we worked out. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Really? Well, they were like a booze cruise to. They were. Yeah. Uh, miraculously, I only lost one to sinking, which is yeah. Well, that's that's the only casualty that the tanks had in the running yeah, both sides. So they only lost one. It's only on a, a roll of a four it actually sinks. The rest is delayed or it drifts down. So um, it was delayed for a while. Terminal. Yeah, and then and then they had quite a long time trying to get off the beach because the whole of beach is a cross check. 
even yeah. with crosshair it was like oh that's, that's a one that's not going anywhere Great. i know mike had one landed craft that was forever missing the beach when it did get on there it then bogged itself and never been sat, sat on the beach for the rest of the game <laughs> and then he brought in his toad 105s oh my god you have to get a cross check to get off the beach it's like literally one gun a turn was actually to do it. On, he brought he brought toad 105s to the to a beach landing party yeah, well, normally because normally you bring them on ducks and they'd come off the ducks, but because yeah. he didn't have any ducks, he brought them on the landing craft. And then, yeah. like I say, literally the first one rolls off and bogs straight off the beat. So, so conclusion was you need some ducks. <clears throat> need some ducks, yeah. Yeah, I, I love found, ducks. I found one box. Because ducks. one of the things so that I actually brought my first observation, first tweak we could do for the actual um, barn splash game, was that the version three rule for firing at sea is not in version four. So in version three, priests and centaurs used to bear stand landing craft and find bombardments from afloat. That's what they were meant. That's what they were assigned for, basically. That yeah. sounds dangerous. But it's not. It's not especially accurate because you, you know you're on a moving boat, so it's hard. To, so you know, in the rules, you can't. You don't get to have a ranged in mark, and you can't use time on target because the shells just aren't that accurate. Bouncing around all everywhere. Yeah. So one of the things we're going to do for the actual big barn splash game is to say that the attackers can obviously assign a landing craft to their um self-propelled artillery platoons, and like and basically calling artillery from the boat. Yeah. And the the other weird thing we've discovered was in an assault, mm-hmm. um, technically the easiest way to kill a bunker is to assault someone who's within you know eight inches of it. And then win the assault. Have the, oh, the bunker can't can't break off, so then gets captured and dies. That doesn't seem sensible. It no. doesn't, because you know that you can do it. Sorry, six inches. You can do that, and then not have anyone actually anywhere near the bunker, and the bunker then gets auto captured. Um, so I think we're going to retcon that into say you have to actually have someone in assault with the bunker mm-hmm. for it to to do that. So Mike actually assaulted one of my machine gun bunkers and we had the, wor- he had the worst possible assault because he actually failed to kill me about three times in a row. And I kept fending him off until eventually <laughs> he ran away. My bunker was... Because bunkers hit on nails. sixes in assault, so I was very unlikely to actually kill him in the assault. Yeah. But he, but my morale... My, somehow my four-plus morale beat his three-plus morale. And I managed so to I, I think that's... Thinking about it, I think that's why bunkers are only rate of fire four mm-hmm. instead of... You know, the six they should six. be, yeah. Because that way, if they're on their own, unsupported, if you have enough stand, you'll always get the assault in. Yeah. Even though they may, you know, they they can they can't drive you off by themselves from a, <laughs> a platoon. They could kill you, obviously, but they can't drive you off with hits. No. Um. Yeah, you want your, you want your bunkers mutually supporting. That's for sure. I did. I did read a thing. Uh, so going through the rule book myself as well. Um, the gamey placement of having bunkers in the middle of roads that is actually against the rules. Did someone do that? Yeah, Nathan. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh no. In, in a five centimeter on a, a in the middle <coughs> of a crossroads, and he had a machine gun bunker in the middle of the road, and I didn't, you know, because I was rushing to catch up with points and things, I didn't quite query it before we started rolling dice. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make any sense. We wouldn't. Why would you put? <laughs> I'd mind looking down a road, but I didn't have a show on it, yeah. 
Yeah, that makes yeah exactly yeah, yeah that makes sense. You know, that's which well, we then found out they they only have a range of sixteen, not twenty. So that bunker didn't they think the entire game? Everyone oh really? What what gun was it? Eighty eight. No, it's a HMG. It's a HMG um, nest. Oh okay. Yeah. And I, and I put put down there in range of the objective, thinking it had a range of twenty, like HMGs generally do in um, version four. And found yeah. out. Oh no, it's only sixteen. Okay, sixteen. <laughs> I did. I did. I had fun bringing my um, to scale walled thickness bunker out, though. Yes. So I've got uh, it's so my friend Brian over at Anarchy Models. Shout out to Anarchy Models. Um, did some casting for Last Man, Last Bullet, um, who's the actual designer. And in the prototype testing phase, he wanted to do bunkers, but he literally took the scale drawing of the German casemate mate. And scaled it down to one to hundred scale and said, Oh, can you make this in resin? Um, with scale thickness walls. <clears throat> so this resin bunker has an inch and a half to two inches worth of resin around the edges. Oh my god. Yeah. And, and it looks and, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, my friend Brian made one and said, Yeah, the amount of resin in this is gonna cost you about forty pounds to sell. No one's gonna buy it. Um, and then I was lucky enough to get that one that he's made. So I have <laughs> a scale thickness, you know, talking about brum bars and putting them in a sock and hitting people over the head with it. Brum bars yep. in one hand, you know, scale thickness resin bunker in the other. You could be wibbling in and uh, win most fights, I think. You uh, want to shoot BBs at it to try and get realistic shell damage on it. I, I, the BBs would shatter against that. It's high quality <laughs> resin and uh, an air rifle would struggle. An air rifle, you might get some some uh, some things into it. Some pock marks. Some pock marks. So, uh, yeah, no, um, I. So Lee was a little bit more reserved in his placements of bunkers, and he was a bit more into the hinterland, back off the beach. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Nathan was very much right up in front and center with barbed wire <laughs> across the middle of it, a minefield blocking the um, blocking the beach exit. So I got, got hold up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, got, got held up for a little while, um, clearing minefields and stuff with my infantry pioneer teams, which was good. Luckily, they all passed the orders and didn't blow themselves up. So stripped the beach um, and then charged up, and then eventually the tanks kind of rolled up. But um, I think in 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 this game against Yuli, I think Mike. Uh, had a lot more success in just being outright aggro. <laughs> oh, as Mike always does, yeah, he went, he went for the full assault, managed to clear out um, the 88 bunker that's looking down the beach and the um, HMG nest that was next to it. it the five sent me a nest actually survived quite well and actually killed quite a few stands that tried assaulting it. So it's like, must have been finally like Yeah, so did Nathan's. Nathan's five yeah. centimeter nest killed about three stands of infantry and three Shermans. Was it, mm-hmm. is it 89? Uh, yes, I believe so. But it's just because you sit there and go, okay, well, actually, there's more threats over here, so you give it a lucky side armor shot, and then it would hit, and then it would just, you know, firepower test, bang, gone. Thanks, thanks for playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so know, where's my long like 88 nest? Um, yep. got taken out. The second one actually survived, which managed to kill 2D tanks shooting down the road. Nice. At long range, which was quite fun. Um, but yeah, so it was quickly on me especially because like i say the platoon that got hammered by the premium bombardment was basically anything on the objective yeah 
So I moved up the second. I, had, I was trying to defend depth. So I had a third platoon as like a floating reserve, which I moved up. But then they got hosed by um, thunderbolts coming in and strafing them. <laughs> so eventually, eventually, the surviving two stands of that platoon got on the ejector to keep the objective alive. I had I had four Panzer fours. Thunderbolts turned up, ranged in on the four Panzer fours. First attempt, I was like, "This could be great." Rockets, yeah, and I I didn't <clears> hit <throat> a single one. What? Yep, they all missed. All right, hitting on fours, fail, 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 fail. Uh, that's that's great. Thanks for playing. There's not a lot you can do about that, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I, I it didn't help as well that I forgot uh, um, that I'd uh, paid the points for naval gunfire support and hadn't actually used it because Mike had my actual card. So to be fair, yeah, Mike's one didn't do much either. He, he did remember it, but um, I didn't range in, or if it did, it didn't hit. And if it did, it, I somehow made a save with the somehow made a save against those huge guns. Yeah. Is it brutal then? It's not brutal, no. But uh, nor can repeat fire. So I didn't. Oh. I, sorry, I don't know why I said rewell save. So okay. I, I managed to make the save because mm. five power auto. I think I, so I lost like two stands to it. So he didn't mm. make his ten points back but that way. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it was a good game though. It was fun and thematic, yeah. and it really felt you know the cut and thrust of trying to get secure a beachhead. Um, and I think it'll be it'll be great. And we decided to have so we played it pretty much. It was one board, but it was two separate games in a way. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I think we'll do that on the day as well. Yes, I think and that's then, the easiest way of doing it. I mean, once the game started, the boards could sort of like you know call artillery, and you can move the troops around the boards as you wanted. But in terms of setting up, yeah, it makes you it. set up each sort of four foot wide section as a separate table. So. What, what, what about if drift? Can you drift on someone else's table and then? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I had one point where Mike's one of Mike's platoons came over and helped me kind of clear out a couple of bunkers and. Um, I did some artillery, I think. No, that was one of Nathan's platoons still, but I, I removed a platoon that was in his way with my artillery kind of thing. Right, right. Um, but then the the win conditions where you had to secure all the objectives to stop the game. Yeah, we ponder, like I say, having um, boards close out. So as if, if someone can captured both the objectives on their table section, effectively closed um, that section to being recaptured by the Germans. We, we we debated it, and then we decided to actually just keep them as being, you know, Germans could recapture those sections. Yeah, so. yeah. Because then you've got, to, you've got to sit there and you can't just, you know, auto-assign yeah. the forces to the active board. You actually have to hold, you know, leave some forces behind. No, it's good fun. Good fun. Mm-hmm. Cool, um, yeah. Didn't you then, play another game as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we had my Min-Max West German list, which is a, a, a Leopard 2 company. Which is a mistake. Uh, com- a com- yeah. company was uh, doing a lot of doing a lot of um, hard heavy lifting that in that title there. there um, yes, heavy. yeah, I know, I know. Leopard two platoon, platoon with a HQ. Leopard- <laughs> yeah, so it's leopard two HQ, yep. singular, mm-hmm. four leopard twos as yep. forty four points, one drop reserve. Oh God. Yep. and then I had um, the Marder platoon, Marder platoon, so four gepards, two- four gepards. Four of the. Which got slightly wrong with it. Yeah. PA. Yeah, there's two, 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 two lots of two gepards. Well, I think you'll find. I did ask you if that was correct, and you agreed and, it was and leopard, correct. In leopard, it was correct. Apparently, they've got rid of that, that for two in formation. 
Yes, yeah, so, no, it was one in formation, and it yeah. used to be a support box in the in the force diagram for leopard, uh, in in like leopards. Is it not? But, yeah. No, West Germans there isn't one. Oh, so forces forces is forces is wrong then, because forces. Or oh, still you... using the old leopard thing. Well, maybe yeah. Uh, yeah so, well, and then you had one one nine M one nine artillery. Yeah, because I found the because originally I had the models and I found the box, so I was going to use those. Um, and then I had uh, four PAH helicopters. Yep. Jesus. Again, Wait. working two lots of two because yeah. that works out quite nicely for them. That's a lot of points in helicopters as well. Yeah, but they did a lot of lifting whilst they, they were alive. They, yeah. <laughs> did they? We, yeah, we played we played contact with Mies attacker, and yeah. I had two um. Two platoons of four T-72Bs and HQ T-72B. I had four shulkers, because it's 100 points, by Four shulkers, four, um, four, yeah. gas, four gaskins, two BRDMs, and three carnations in formation. And then, oh, and the BMP-1, a small BMP-1 platoon with um, a man pad. <laughs> small team. with like 30 teams. <laughs> yeah, there's 30 teams. There's like eight, eight teams. Um, yeah, twice, twice my minor platoon, yeah. Twice a my platoon, but that's, that is the smallest infantry platoon in the entire game at full strength. Um, I then had four Heinz and four of Su twenty two fitters in as well, making their making their game debut. <laughs> and yeah, so it was uh, obviously with the leopards in delayed reserves. delayed re- delayed scattered yeah. reserves, yeah. And oh, I had yes. yeah, and I had um, six T seventy two M's. And my air support in, in reserve, immediate yeah. reserve. And Literally got... the first. T- no, sorry. Yeah, so there's two two objectives, which are obviously we put in corner to corner, corner to corner. So yeah. on one, I've got my infantry. On the other one, I've just got some pan, some looches and the, the actual armoured half uh, marders without the infantry, because yeah. the infantry and the other off objective. Gepards yeah. in each corner, helicopters in each corner. 109s in the middle, and then um, my uh, my my single HQ Leopard Two in ambush. Yes, <laughs> oh just God. so he didn't get killed in an alpha strike. Yeah. So that's your commander in 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 ambush. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then the four Leopard Twos are in reserve because it's forty four points. Yeah, um, like I said, on my Jeez. side, I, I had the BMP infantry dismounted guard and one objective with the BMPs nearby. And then the other objective was I basically was relying on the fact my force was going to go down that flank, so the objective was left largely unguarded. So um, yeah, because I like say both platoons of T seventy two Bs and the HQ, with the Gaskins nearby steaming down that way. And yeah, first turn I roll forward, try to shoot the um, Gepards and missed. Um, can't recall doing much in that first turn on my side. And your no, side, survive mainly. Yeah, your side. You opened up with the um. Your first turn, you opened up with the pars on one yes. flank, and then um. Oh, didn't I bail Gepard? Then he got back in or something. I didn't. Yeah, because I remember you then moved yes, Gepard to get away. You yes. bailed one, and then yeah. he got back in, and the next turn he was dead anyway. Yep. Yeah. The part the pars opened up, and I managed to shoot one down by um, just about getting in with the. I think I got three hits, but because it's a five plus five pound of Gaskin. Yeah, it's not going to do much. Yes. Yeah, I'm, actually, I'm actually down one. Oh, that's right, because you're like, oh, he's dead. I was like, no, you've got to, you've got to take a fire power test, Lee. Uh, I, don't know, <laughs> I, I had a massive brain fart about how aircraft work, yeah. 
And then the hot mi- hot missile then reached out and bailed a T sixty B. Did it Story reach out to you in all the bad yeah. places? Entire game of just bailing, bailing, bailing. Even <laughs> with the even with the leopard main guns. Yeah. Really? But there are two up. Yep, yep. So, I mean, long story really short. Um, you roll forward. I destroy your the T seventy two M's with. Um, yes, because they came, they came on the first turn. I got lucky on the first turn. She got five in reserve, and so they yeah. steamrolled on to support the um, BMPs on the left flank. They got dragoned and PAH'd, which kind of yep. took their teeth Bland, away. Yeah. There was a couple left, and they kind of hid for the rest of it. Um, the B- BMPs from the um, infantry platoon pushed forward onto the infantry, who then yep. turned around and went, oh, we've got Panzerfaust 44s, which have 12-inch yes, range. Yes, I forgot about those. <laughs> so you, you, you're, trying to get, you're trying to get close to in the, in the, the dragons. You got close enough to negate well, one dragon, brand, but then yeah. opened up to everyone else's Carl Gustav and BM. You know, so that, that, that blunted that platoon quite nicely, which is fun. Did, which then, do you need to worry about the dragons? They're only 17, aren't they? No, it's, 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 it's the Milan's. Milan's. Oh, yeah, okay. So I, yep. I was reading the American book today. No, no that's, that's fine. That makes a lot yeah, more sense. Milan's. I was just like, oh. yep. Yeah, so my, my, my T-72Bs weren't too right, but they're on the other flank. The T-72Ms, yeah. I saved the six, so I had to be really cagey yeah. about those things. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's crazy the way... Sorry. It's just, like, just trying to shift that meta of just... Mm-hmm. The the anti tank values, the front armor values, you know, and and re readjust to Team Yankee again. Yeah. And the supposedly brutal world of firepower two, where both of us just roll ones. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, because you bailed my commander, didn't you? I bailed your commander, but fear, fearless, he got back in, and um, yep. then then managed to get out, get back out of sight. And... Yeah. But the M nines took a beating. They um. They, they did, did. Uh, yeah. They called they called bomblets in on my infantry, and then I they were hit hit lots. And we, <laughs> then we found out the firepower six that so made them actually. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm. But he did pin, pin me. And then obviously after that, you switched to HE, and that did actually kill a couple of stands. Yeah, I mean bomblets are there for when you're in the open. That yeah. big old salvo template of just like, oh, you'd have advanced, have you? Oh hi. <laughs> but um, yeah, the one hundred nines are a false economy that in that point. Um, but they're. And then I got I got stung by the uh, advanced tactical move of Team Yankee with my mm-hmm. commander because I angled and I didn't think about the front armor side armor arc and you managed to get a T seventy two into the side armor because they've got stabilizers ridic- ridiculous <laughs> tactical move. Um, well, which, yeah, fourteen fourteen, but I have to get a plus one to hit because I'm like unlike you, I don't have advanced stabilizers. Oh no, what a shame! <laughs> you know, you mm. still hit though, didn't you, Lee? Yeah, still turning. I, mean, like, turn f- I think the turn put <laughs> was turn three. Where I'm, I ro- on turn three, have not made any reserves in turn two. Turn three, I got both. I got both the um, two reserves. So I bought on the hinds, rolled for the C twenty twos, got them as well, and then basically hammered the Gepards on one flank just to wipe them out. Yeah, and at that point, there's no anti-air left. So I, I you know, I had a bit of a free reign with the aircraft after that. Because you managed to shoot down one of the C-22s on the way in. Yeah, with my Gepards. Yeah. Yay! And because you were in terrain, I didn't bother the rockets. I went for the 30mm autocannons and strafed around Gepards and killed one and bailed the other. And then the Heinz um, fired some rockets and fired the anti-tank missiles in the face just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, total, total overkill. Yeah. 
I really want to make sure there's no aircraft left at that point. Yeah. And then uh, by the time my leopards turned up, it was just too much heavy lifting to do. So they just mm-hmm. kind of got picked apart by the swarm of T-72s. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's looking back, it's how it would have gone had I thought at the list what is going to be in reserve, what's going to be on the board. Yeah. So with a couple of swaps um, and, and that order to the battlefront, mm-hmm. um, swapping it out for a Marder, Marder company. So I've got mm-hmm. two platoons of Marders, dropping the, you know, for that 22 points that the HQ Leopard is, I've got another platoon of Marders. I've put 11 in... points. <laughs> not 22. It's not 22 oh, yeah. 11 <laughs> points, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking mid-war Tigers. For the 11 points, <laughs> I've got another platoon of, t- of Marders. I've dropped mm-hmm. the 109s and replaced them with the um, M113 mortars. Yeah, the 120 mortars, yep. Yep, which give me pretty much the same thing for what I want them to do, mm-hmm. um, which is then they enable me to have enough points to add in the Red Eye platoon. So I've now got four Gepards and four Stinger missile stands. Four, yep. four, four Gepards? Yeah, I had four, four Gepards wow. origi- or, 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 originally. That's, that's a lot of AA, yeah. But you need it, because it's one platoon now, because of the change in the list. So I've got one platoon of Gepards on one flank, and then one platoon of Stingers on the other, to, okay. provide, to, provide, to provide zone coverage, to go back to Super Bowl terminology. Um, yeah, and then also some Tornadoes, which will probably sat in reserve for most of this game. Yeah, yeah, that's tricky. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a lot more of a survivable thing because instead of having just the one, the one tank trying to guard an objective by itself, I've now got a platoon on each objective with two Milans in and Kalkastavs, and they've got anti-tank stuff themselves. Um, so it'll be a, a lot more interesting of a game. I think yeah, it'll be a much yeah. It's a real different. It's a different puzzle. It's a different puzzle to save, and I think that you know to solve. Sorry, and on that day, mm-hmm. especially after playing all that D-Day stuff, where it's like, yeah, okay, it's Flames of War, it's Flames of War, to shift into Team Yankee again and be like, oh crap, why is this thing moving fourteen inches towards me and shooting me in the side? <laughs> <laughs> that always gets that always gets me the stabilizer. Oh yeah, no, it's awesome. It's good fun. It looked incredible as well on that board for all the bar, the chain link fences and stuff. It was really good fun. So yeah, yeah, looking forward to some more Team Yankee. Yeah, so hopefully, I'd say get some tomorrow versus Duncan's Touch. So. Get some, get, get some, get some. Oh yeah, I now but, want helicopters and, and NARM to come back as well. That'd be great. Well, that was the big thing that came out of that was we might have got Mike hooked on Team Yankee <laughs> with with Hueys basically. Might so. have, might have got I think, Mike. I, the Cobras. I think there's two. <laughs> there's two things that are going to get Mike in Team Yankee. It's like we um, French with a mass rifles or. Um, Americans are Hueys, and I think the Hueys have won it. So we shall see. <laughs> Fortunate sun intensifies. Um, yeah. <laughs> should we go to the officer answers then? Uh, we'll go to our, our Panzer Four Challenge. Quickly, yeah, Panzer Four Challenge. Oh, we do that first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we were going to do Quinton's top five scenarios, but then Nathan, rather pointedly at the weekend, mentioned you guys never got round to doing my Panzer Four Challenge. You, you delayed. He goes, "Oh right, yeah, right." So. Uh, how much we're panzer... there? Yeah, we're going to do this panzer... <laughs> it's like, Plus, oh, you've bed. Yeah. <laughs> I pay you guys money for this. Um, <laughs> so we're going to do... We're gonna do... Well, so it's Quinton, to be fair. 
Yeah. So we get the Panzer IV challenge this week, and then we'll do um, Quinton's top five scenarios next week on the next on the next episode. Yeah, I need to do some research on that because I can never remember what any of them are. I know. So Nathan's challenge. Uh, this came off the back of us seeing how many Sherman variants we could get into a list. Was can how many can you do with Panzer IVs? So we've got 100 points, mid-war or late-war, to try and get as many Panzer IV variants in as possible. And there was, wasn't there bonus points for a, a viable list as well? If the list was, yeah, if the list was, was viable. viable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, for this, we're, enca- we're encountering the, um, the chassis used for the, the Panzer III force chassis used for the um, Hornies and the um, Hummel as a Panzer IV, because it's basically yeah. it is. It's a hybrid of IV and III. Yeah. So, um, who wants to go first? Either Duncan or myself. All right, uh, you go first then, Eddie. Right, so I... First of all, yeah, I should go first because I've been disqualified. It's 105 points. <laughs> there we are, oh so that's, that's big. Great. So, um, Duncan, yours? Yeah. <laughs> so you set, set very basic rules. There's probably, there's probably a command card somewhere that could save me the points. Um, oh, no, so, no, how many have you got in your um, formation? So it's a Panzer four seventy tank company formation from Bagration, yeah. Germany. Nice. So I have a Panzer four seventy HQ, platoon of three Panzer four seventy. So that's one variant there. Mm-hmm. The second core uh, is, uh, platoon is the armored Panzer Grenadier platoon, yeah, which is eleven points. Which is why I wanted to try and find a card to drop them down to something to, you know, save the points mm-hmm. there. Is there a card but for 470? I, I haven't had a proper look, but okay. it's, not, it, it was, it's more for the armored Panzer Grenadiers. There'll be something somewhere that will make them worse, I imagine. Um, but then all, the reason I did that, because it gives me the Mobile Wagen 8A tank platoon, which is my second Panzer IV chassis, mm-hmm. because you can only take those AA platoons in a formation. They're not core yep. support. In support, then, I have two. Jagdpanzer four tank hunters, seven and a half centimeter. Bosch, so that's three. I then have three Hummels. Bosch, that is four. Then have two Brumbars. Bosch, mm-hmm. that is five. And then I have three Panzer fours. Bosch, that is six different Panzer four variants in one list. However, I am disqualified because it's one hundred and five points for that, and it's definitely not viable. <laughs> Yeah, so the best best discount I can get for a Panzer IV company is basically um, a minus one point per unit for um, six, 16th Panzer Division rebuilt. See, that that is that Panzer IVs, though? It's not Panzer IV 70s, isn't it? It's a tank or Panzer Grenadier company, so it'll work for Panzer IV 70s. Oh, okay. So how many formats have you got in your formation? One, two, three, four. Right, so, so you're one point over. I'll be one point over. <laughs> so disqualified. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, disqualified. Yes. Okay, Duncan, what was yours? It's a good question. I need to find mine. So uh, I started off by cheating. Oh, he, he went good... straight away. Yeah, but I didn't do points. I cheated by uh, taking the cheapest core formation I could possibly get. Which so I went for Bagration, and I went yeah. for uh, uh, a Puma company from the company guard. Oh. Yes. Aren't you the person who completely berates Puma Company for, Puma Company for existing? Yeah, but I didn't take them as Pumas. <laughs> I found I found a box of Pumas today, which means yeah. I could I could run a Puma Company. I I might have bought a 
box. Oh, um, what? <laughs> what? Just going to sneak yeah. that in bed, Duncan, are you? So. Yeah, because I like the, the two centimetre turret ones. Yeah, cool. That's why I generally run, because you don't oh, okay. to shoot things the, with the five centimetre. But the two, three, fours, not the not, not yeah. boomers. But the, but again, it's weird because they're a point cheaper than, than the Pumas, and you think, well, actually, the five centimetre gun has got to be worth more, more than a point. Yeah. yeah, surely. Yeah, surely. Well, it's because that's because you know Phil Yates knows that Pumas get themselves killed because they pretend they're main battle tanks and they're really not. <sighs> you get wow. ballsy with them. Yeah, uh, five centimetres a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> It just seems like such a bargain for a point, though, when you've spent three points on a two centimetre. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so, yeah. anyway so there's one, two, three, four uh, command, then two platoons of two, two, three, four. So that's a mighty seven mm-hmm. points for the main formation. <laughs> but my armoured Panzer Grenadier platoon, which is five MG42 stands, is 11 points. Yeah. And that's why I took it, because it's like, if I'm going to try and get as many in as possible. I need I need all the flexibility that I can possibly afford. Um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested here because that would limit the ability to take mobile AA. Yeah, yes, and that's where it falls down. Ah, okay. Um, because, but you know, as Lee said, all I'm going to do with them is hope you know hope I get a a mission with the reserves and then stick the formation in reserve. <laughs> yeah, just never have them turn up. Just never have them turn up. Don't care. Just just you know forget to roll. Yeah, or, or take a lucky dice to take lucky to re-roll the reserves turning up. Oh no! Oh <laughs> what happened to you, Duncan? You've yeah. changed. Yeah, if, if the ETC is still looking for for players, I'm just saying I might be available now. Um, I'm unbreakable oh, because I'm literally not on the board. No, it's fine. It's like what Bizarro dunk on the show today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's been it's been a hard day at work. I'm going to take it out on someone. And that's Marvel, someone if the Marvel alternative universe. If Duncan, if Duncan had actually been paying you know, attentive attention to the aircraft and making comments about aircraft, we would be re-roid. You might have yes. yeah, sleeper agent. Mirror, Mirror universe, Duncan has finally slipped in. Yes, yep. We've now entered the metaverse. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that means all my support is all the four seventy. Uh, sorry, all the four pans of four chassis. Okay. So it's the same as Eddie's got. So it's three Jag Panzer fours, three Hummels, three Brumbars, three Panzer fours, and three Panzer four seventies. And that comes to ninety-three points exactly. Okay, that's five chassis. So that's for only five chassis, but I think it's more viable because I've got bigger platoons. Mm-hmm. I've got right. high-end AT. I've got two extremely good artillery units in the Brumbars and the Hummels, and I've got mid-range. Um, anti-tank with the Panzer, Panzer 4s and Panzer 4 70s, 75 centimetre, uh, 75 um, millimetre guns. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to claim that. The, the obviously weakness is the fact that um, the formation is as brittle as goodness knows what. Um, but then I did think, you know, that's basically like the armour car company with the Achilles and crocodiles and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So you just hide them at the back somewhere and hope no one goes hunting for them. And then someone has to fight their way through all the, the Panzer IV chassis. There's only five, though. But yeah, the, I was I was a bit disappointed to find that you couldn't take the Mobile Wagon or the Osfins or the Whirlwinds because they're all in formation. So I did look originally at a Panzer, a Panzer IV company. But again, I could only get five in because mm-hmm. you can't take the Jag Panzer IV and the Hornies because they're the same slot. Yeah. And I wasn't uh, sure if the Hornies was actually... 
a Panzer IV chassis. Well, listen, we're counting the Hornies and the Humber and the Hummel as being a Panzer IV chassis. Yeah, well, I just wasn't sure, so I didn't, I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't bear it. So um, I, I just went now. I'd look at it like that. So five five was the max. So. Okay. All right, Lee. All right. Come on, bring it on. Right, so I'm gonna do the support first. So I got two Hornies, two, three Hummels. Yes. Yeah, so what what, what, what book is this from? This is from Bagration. So Bagration as well. Okay, so right. now we're exactly. mid war. Okay. Yeah, so I got two Hornies. So they're gonna yep. sit at the back and bit in like act as tank snipers. Um, three Hummels. Nice. Three Brumbars. Nice. So yeah, all the fifty centimeter guns, and a scout tr- uh, two fifty um, scout troop. Just give us a bit of wrecking spearhead. Oh, you had extra points to spend on niceties. Okay, I did. Yeah, uh, and then so that's free. So that's free variants so yep. far. And then I went for a Panzer IV tank company. Right. So I got the HQ Panzer IV, uh-huh. and the, and the t- platoon of three Panzer IVs. Yep. So that's another variant. So we're four now. S- still only counts as one. Yes. Yep. I had two Weber wins. Okay. So that yep, gives me five. the fifth one. Yep. And then I had three Stugs. Now you're going to say the Stugs oh. are Panzer III chassis, but at no point does it say it says three Stugs oh. 7.5. It doesn't say you can't have a Stug four. So there you are. I'm having I'm counting the Stug fours, which have all the same stats, and Do that's they? my that's my six. Well, he's, well, he's still in version, in version yeah, they three. used to, but they don't exist in version four now at the moment. No, I'm just saying, if you had Stug four models, you could use them for the Stug oh, thing. It didn't so, say it's a Panzer three. So, 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 guys, guys, seriously, all I'm saying is, Proxy. Lee, if you want to go to the ETC in my stead, you're more than welcome to, because that is next level <laughs> cheesy BS. Can, can, can you can you um gulp air gulp please and push your glasses back up? Yeah. You know, I, I, I push my glasses up anyway, but yeah. yes, it's a... yeah. I, th- I, I think I, you you'll know, find. I think you'll find that this dice is not exactly laser level, so I should re-roll it because I don't like the result. Yep. I would say you Battlefront can be bothered to use proper stoops. destinations. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't me. just go full full blown um, cheat mode and go. Oh, these are Hungarian Panzer IVs. They're clearly different. They've got a Hungarian crew. I thought, I thought it was going to, like, you know, just proxy in. Like, this is a Panzer IV J in this platoon because yep. it's representing 1945. This is the G. This <laughs> is an H. Yep. So yep. That's a different variant. With a mid war, I did try doing the whole. They're too expensive, what, aren't they? It doesn't work. I couldn't. Unfortunately, the formation, you can't have both the late Panzer IV um, platoons. And the um, early Panzer IV platoons in the same formation. The yeah, Panzer three variant really? would be interesting. How many pounds of free variants you can get? No, because um, no, you can't. <laughs> I look. I, I tried. I tried skin. Unfortunately, because Ghost Panzer is where the Panzer Four late appears, and the Ghost Panzer platoons only let you mix Panzer Three and Panzer Four late chassis, not Panzer Four early chassis. Uh, Lee, I think you'll find that there's nothing that says I can't take Syrian entrenched Panzer Fours in yeah. my <laughs> World War Two army. So I'm going to do that. Well, actually, there's a card, isn't there, for dug in Panzer Fours? Does that make exactly? <laughs> Does that make the difference? Yeah. These <laughs> Panzer Fours are buried. Yeah. These if you Panzer guys are trying playing that, I would let you have it. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, I did. I did look at it. I'm not going to lie. I did, is, I did. Is that, that's D-Day, isn't it? Unfortunately, it, it's not it is D-Day. Yeah. What if about it was immigration? Oh, I've twisted you guys. Oh, there make you yourself to blame. So the answer is five, but six if you want to be really sneaky about it. And six if you want to cheat. <laughs> or six if you want to break the points by five. 
well, infinite if you want to break the points balance, surely. Mm. <laughs> no, because there's only so many variants in a legal formation. Well, yeah. And if you want mm. to put yeah, Hornies and um Panzer Jag Panzer Falls in. Yeah. Just okay. a thin tissue of lies. <laughs> An officer answered then. An officer answered then. From our Patreon uh special Discord patron Peoples. Uh, peoples. We love you all. Thank you very much. Uh William the Scott asks why do you think T-62s were omitted from the Warsaw Pat book? I was really looking forward to building a Polish T-62 force as Zolga's Osprey books. Tank War, Central Front NATO versus Warsaw Pat lists both Czechoslovakia and Poland as having them. Yeah, um, <laughs> although, although he doesn't come in with a cheeky edit saying, might be having trouble verifying they had T-62s outside of Zagoya's reference. Any knowledge on this? So only European um, use of the T-62 was Bulgaria? I want to say Bulgaria. Oh. Um, who were on? Who would be in the southern front attacking Turkey and Greece. Why did they get T-62s? Are they special? Well, they're not special. So basically everyone was offered T-62s, but it's only an incremental improvement over a T-55. And they're yeah. a lot more, but a lot more expensive than the T fifty five. So, which said, is why yeah, the seventy two yeah. was developed because the seventy two is a streamlined version of the sixty two for cost, right? It's yeah. So the T seventy two is basically um, a stretched and widened T sixty two chassis with like basically all the bits from T sixty four pulled on the sheep. That's sorry, T sixty four. Yeah, yeah. But T sixty the T sixty two is just a T fifty a lengthened. Was it lengthened or widened? I think it's lengthened. T fifty five chassis with um and the hundred and fifteen smooth bore shut into a slightly new turret, and that hundred fifteen smooth bore was a, was an, was an improvement over the one hundred millimeter rifle um, gun, but not to the point where it was worth the cost. Right. So the existing T fifty five users just worked on improving their T fifty fives. So, so the real question then would be mm-hmm. this. Is why do all of those tanks look better in desert yellow? Everything is better. In... <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking. Yeah. Um, asked, asked and answered. There, yes, that's, there you are. That's why. So I, I'm, I suspect we might see Bulgaria if they ever do like um, a Southern Front um, book with Greece, Turkey, and Bulgaria duking it out. Maybe That'd Romania. Will it? Would it? Well, would it just not be a load of, load of rubbish? The secret would be Turkey and Greece can actually go against each other. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, welcome to Cyprus. It's a gyros. It's a kebab. It's a gyros. It's a kebab. My baklava is better than your baklava. <laughs> Andrew David asks, question about the OG T55s in the new Warsaw Pact book. The online consensus never trust online consensus. No. Seems to be that these will struggle to find a place in any force lists brackets. Unless someone is modelling second line units, close brackets. Since you've had more time with the book, we've had, you know, bought a bottle of wine, taken it out a week. Night out. <laughs> Can you think of a use for these tanks? Or are they maybe the most useless units in Team Yankee? I think um, I'd say they're there for completeness. Exactly. They're not useless because they give you the ability. To fill out those forces that didn't have the best. What stuff. unit was it? 
It was the, the stock, T, not the T55 AM. It's the, just a standard T55. Yeah. I quite like them. If you were around for Fate of Nation and bought yeah. the original resin metal T55s and no longer wish to play Fate of a Nation, you now have an army list in uh, Team Yankee. Well, they're not that... They're just cheap, aren't they? The problem they're, is that yeah, but they're is... not. They're not. They're not. They're not cheap, cheap enough. enough to offset the crappiness of them. <laughs> no, that's the that's the problem is that you can't get lower than a point. Mm. Exactly. So they are there for completeness. I would say they're there for the people who want to run bare bones T fifty fives because they're doing a game about this snapshot. I think one of the things a lot of people Angolans. lose. It's it's interesting because yeah. one of the one of the. One of the complaints about version four is the fact that you've lost the historical aspect, and yet whenever they put historical units in that aren't, you know, brackets closed, you know, competitive quotation marks, air quotation marks, people go, "These are useless. Why would you ever take them?" It's like, well, it's not there for you to go and take to a tournament. It's there for you to go and play this particular thing you want to go play. I'm looking Did at you. Did you apply logic to something? I did. I'm um, two and a half runs in, so yeah, at this that, point. Well, that's your, yes, that's your first problem. If I have another sip of rum, I'm going to go over the hill, and then I'll just start talking about the fact that we well, should... you're turning to Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Is but where's that? the rum? Where's the rum gone? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, I think well, they're there for completeness. I agree with Lee. And Angolans. And, and that's no bad thing, and I think, every, you know, it's it's good. Yeah, when you think about the kit builds as standard 255, they had standard yeah. 255s. Here is your standard 255, should you wish to do that. And you get a small saving over an a, a 255 AM. Because if they made enough. it a good saving, then all of a sudden there'll be... The min-maxes will go that way. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone would have T55s and you'd be stuck there going, why am I facing this third-rate tank but hundreds of... I'm looking at you, <laughs> Fate of an Asian T34s. That, that was you, Eddie. That was you. Yeah. I know. I didn't realise they'd be that good. I'm sorry. I didn't realise. I sold I was them. just following orders. I self, a... <laughs> I self cold turkeyed. I'm now down to just the platoon of 10. That's okay. I no longer have a company. Duncan <laughs> has 10 of them. I have 10 of them. There's another 10 of them maybe somewhere that I can probably eBay off or paint green, probably know me. Paint green. Oh, it is, you know, it's the ultimate irony, isn't it? You know, taking a desert T-34 and putting it back into World War Two. Yeah, making it worse. Yeah, or painting it green. Painting it green, yeah. Uh, Battle Reserve says, SU-17 Fritters. Missiles? Fritters. Or, well, that's what you said, fritter. It's a fitter, Banana. isn't it? Banana or yes. pineapple. Uh, is, it, is it on a pizza? Um, oh, no. What? Banana on a pizza? <laughs> Banana pineapple pizza. SU-17 oh fitters. Missiles or no missiles. And why not just get frog feet? Well, he said frog foots. Frog foots? I'm yeah, guessing it's frog it. Foots. Frog feet? Frog feet. No. Frog feet. Um, frog foots. It's definitely frog foots. Frog I foots. Had this we had this conversation a while back when, when back in the Team Yankee first coming out. <laughs> so... On, if you're saying Su-17, if you actually mean specifically with Su-17, i.e. the, the, Russia, the Soviet one, yeah. those rockets are very difficult to use because you're skill 5 and ranging it in becomes a 6 because let's face it, there's probably going to be terrain around. 
And if you then put the missiles on to make them worthwhile, you've only like literally end up being like two points cheaper than a C twenty five. Ew. So I think at that point go C twenty five because you know that that four plus save comes in. Um, if you're oh, doing C twenty, C seventeen is only five up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing Su twenty twos for like the Warsaw Pact nations who have to skill four plus, then the demolition mm-hmm. rocks, rockets are a lot more viable, and you get that nice cheap unit with a fairly heavy hitting artillery template. So at that point, I say rockets all the way. The exception is if you're doing Afghanistan, and you want to save two points or something like a manpower team. <laughs> yes. I, I, do you not think there's a place, though, for even the expensive demolition rocket just because it's a threat? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a threat in being. So, you, if and like I say, so that little 30 millimeter auto cannon, I found the, the best thing about the actual um, uh, Su-22. Su- I'm just trying to remember if the actual Su-25 has a slightly re- re- lower rate of fire on it. Um, I'm looking it up now. Give me a sec. Um, but because it's rate of fire four on a Su twenty two, yeah, and it's um, ba, ba, ba. yeah, rate of fire three on the actual Su twenty five. So you do get a slightly that. better current rate of fire than the Su seventeen. And like, like I say, that's and that you know, eight tank seven firepower five is more adequate for dealing with most um, NATO self to air systems, basically. Mm-hmm. So those guys, you, know, you send your, you send your aircraft in first. That you know, air defenses have to shoot the aircraft because they are the threat. Otherwise, they'll be dead. Yeah. Yep. And then, then you're, you you double team, and then the Heinz go in and fire the missiles at and finish whatever the aircraft don't. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, I like them. Mm. Mm. I, I I I like them with and without because without they're cheap and with they're a threat. So yeah. flavour to taste, I guess, which is always nice. Yeah. Which probably means they're well pointed. And let's face it, occasionally you do range in on the six and then those demolition rockets you know, those demolition rockets swoosh, on a swoosh, Russian swoosh, one will still do just as good as a West German or Polish one. East well, German or Polish it, one. It's a bit like the um Sturmovic in World War Two, isn't it? Yeah. I range in on a five or a six with my against your tiger, but if I hit you, you're in trouble. Game over. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I see a red light, yep. So, uh, I had the question here. There we go. Uh, Arkin Paint Lexi Valkyrie asks, last episode, I asked for your favourite tanks. Same question this time around, but instead of your favourite tank, what's your favourite tank to range your sights in on? Your favourite tank to make go boom. To, to destroy, it's got to be a tiger. Oh, you son of a... It's got to be a tiger. There is that satisfaction saying the turret spiralling away from a tiger with a Sherman, that's for sure. (sighs) Or a (sighs) six-pounder. Or a a peer. Or an assaulting infantry team, apparently, for you. (laughs) I I did take great delight in killing crocodiles, though. Yes. That is good. I think... Crocodiles would definitely be the Allied equivalent, wouldn't it? Mm. Jumbos. That's what it is. I, jumbo. When it, the very rare occasion I killed Ooh. one of Mike's jumbos. Ooh. No, no, no. It was no, no, all no, no. The, thing, the thing that most I enjoy 
is getting that one single hit at range in concealment on a veteran unit and then having them fail that you know mistaken target and obliterating the one firefly <laughs> because watching all the hope drain from a British yep. player's face mm-hmm. whether your tiger snipes the firefly in the first round of shooting that my friend is my favorite tank to make go boom because they then realize that oh no now I have to actually get in your side armor and you're like three bocage fields away or whatever <laughs> it's like oh it's just got infinitely harder you're like yes yes it's yes, like the inverse armored armored uh, onion. It's like don't get hit. So it's, it, the other players going, don't get hit. Well, I've been hit. Um, don't get hit on the firefly. I've been hit on the firfly. Like, don't penetrate. I've been penetrated. And don't no, die. I've died. Oh, <laughs> I've died. I, think, I think the worst thing is when someone does that and then goes, no, wait, wait, wait. I could have swapped the hit. I swapped the hit on a three plus two. It right. Won. Okay, he's dead. Right, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, when yeah. two turns late, go, oh, I forgot a lucky card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you that's why you don't take lucky, because it just just keeps you <sighs> in the cobblers over. No, I mean <laughs> the the lucky card I had against Mark Goddard at the open day when my M10 he he was assaulting forward with his tiger on one of my flanks, and the M10 from a completely across the board got the successful blitz, then a tactical move, and then fired the M10 and got the hit at range against the side of his tiger. Um, did that feel full of joy? It did, because my he rolled his save, failed, and then I failed my firepower, and I had the lucky card to get the destroy. Uh, <laughs> it was that. It was just, oh, chef kiss. C'est magnifique. Um, Pantaleer asks, if you could add or remove one rule to or from Flames of War, what would it be? <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, deep dive here, boys. I know. Ooh, I know what, what I'd, what I'd oh, Okay, Lee, what would you go for? I would change the thing about uh, shoot for your own guy's defensive fire because it ruined the whole thing of flanking Amy before assaulting him. Oh. Oh, okay. So it used to be a case in you know, previous versions, you, if you yep. flank the enemy, you'd uh, cut down the amount of fire they get to you because they can't shoot for their own guys. And it rewarded setting up a good assault. You're talking about stationary was, infantry, yeah? Yeah, and that whereas these days yeah, you can always shoot over stationary infantry, it should be like um, a French or Romanian rule. Yeah. I would add back in the eyes and ears rule. Mm-hmm. Which yes. for a wrecker unit, yeah. you'd pass a skill test and you could lift gone to ground from an enemy unit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that also and... changed the save on gun teams in version three as well. Yes, did I mean I, I'm happy. Yeah, because it did. Because if you were gone to ground, you had one better save. Yeah, for a gun team, I, I'm happy that that's you know that's did, that doesn't need to come back. But the lifting gone to ground on a unit of infantry, Absolutely. yeah, like mm. it, a a it gives your recce something to do after they've deployed and done their spearhead nonsense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and b and it, it it gives you an option to dig out that stupid infantry that's just kind of sitting there. Well, it also it's kind of the thing they're doing, rather than have them run around shoot stuff, which is not really what they would do. What they're do. there for, yeah. No. You want, yeah, like you, want to put, you want to put in Duncan? No, I was going to say lift the gun to ground thing. So I used to think that that had a benefit. I mean, I think, I think the only problem I, I had with it was that everyone did it. 
if that makes sense. Uh, it became yeah. compulsory that you had a recce unit even more. Yeah, but that's, so that's, that's fine. That makes sense. That's, that's combined arms. That's what you're supposed yeah. to. You know, it's 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 almost compulsory that you have artillery, that you have anti-tank, that you have anti-infantry, and you you know. Well, some of us play Germans, Eddie. Late war. I mean, we yeah, don't have the luxury right. of combined arms. We have whatever we got left in the yes, in the cupboard. I know, which is why I had Yag Tigers and an exactly. eighty-year-old man with a you know World War One machine gun. Yeah, and a twelve-year-old boy, which is a weird combo now when you think about it. I never took the Hitler Jugend, although I did find a blister of them. In this stash. So you never took them, but you buy them. Evidently. Yeah. Do you want to be in my gang? Mm, <laughs> no. Carl Stop Person asks, which World War II general would perform the best if they were sent back in time and put in command of a Roman legion? Well, okay. So Roman legions, uh, val- the centurion was valued for uh, personal bravery. They were encouraged to be at the front of the forefight, at the front of the fighting, so you can't have a, uh, a standoff general. Mm-hmm. Monty's out then, right? Monty's out. Also, yeah. I don't think the Germans had turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the Romans? Yeah, the, sorry, the Romans. Yeah. Um, who would command a Roman legion? It's well? got to be well. So, to the, in my mind's eye, you've either got the Desert Fox. Okay, justify. Elaborate. Well, you know, in-depth tactical, in touch with his troops, you know, knows what's going on, has that flair... Politically unreliable. Yep, has that flair for (laughs) bringing, you know, elephants over mountains kind of thing. Um, What? That was was Hannibal, that was... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Roman general, right? No, no. Is he not Roman? (laughs) No. It was against the Romans, wasn't he? Yeah. Dramatically not, yeah. Which one had the Ag Tigers? What, Roman generals? (laughs) (laughs) Or Patton? I was going to say... Patton's the obvious one, yeah. Patton Patton is an obvious one. I'm going to say Kesselring. Oh, I guess... But you guys are all miss, missing the missing the Soviets. I can see Zukov being. Uh, oh yeah, I I I get behind Lee on this one. Really? Yep. Okay, elaborate. Especially, especially you know the um the the Death and Stalin version of Zukov. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just, just, just flapping off that coat, and pulling that jacket. Down. Yeah. Oh, alpha man. And here, represent Red Army at the buffet. Yep. <laughs> can, can you see Maximus Decimus Aurelius being uh, a World War Two commander? Uh, be fragged by his own men. Hmm? It'd be like you're a general. Why are you riding off on the flanking maneuver with the scout horse cavalry? Oh, it's it's because he's he's raining down hell on them. Oh, That's okay. Why. Yeah. Um, conjoined question from Mister Taylor. Oh, he's which a, World War Two? It is oh. a double dip. I love it. This is, our patrons get the double dip. That's what they pay us for. <laughs> Which World War II general would perform best if they were sent forward in time to fight in the WWE? Which general would fight? Oh. Well, that's, <laughs> that, I, I mean, at this point, Monty is in this element because he can do a cut, <laughs> he can cut like a two-hour-long promo saying why he's the best. Yes. Oh, he can easily do that, yeah. <laughs> He'd definitely be a heel, though. He'd definitely be a heel. <laughs> There's no yeah. way he's a baby face. He's definitely a heel. Yeah. Um... I think Herman Goering. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's got the flair, he's got the flair, the panache. 
And he's got that big daddy build as well. He's a big daddy. So one, he's got some girth behind him. If one punch lands in my face, you can call me Maya. Exactly. <laughs> and he could have. He could have. Um, he could have Albert Speer as his manager, and they could run run around a little tandem. But Speer could be doing his talking for him as well. <laughs> I think you'd be sitting there. You'd be sitting there, right? And Herman Guru would be going like all about like, you know, oh, I'm the best. I'm the Tell, greatest. Telling everyone he was a fighter ace. Yeah, I'm a fighter ace. And then out of nowhere, from the side of the table, you know, side of the screen, massive chair. It's Bomber Harris. Bang! Oh, Wait, no, no. that's Bomber Harris's music. <laughs> It's Bob Harris uh, with the bouncing chair. No, it, wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a chair. Did you ever see the? Um, did you ever see the uh, Vince McMahon attack by the, by Stone Cold in the hospital yeah. where he hits him with a bedpan and the, the noise <laughs> the bedpan makes? It would be that. It would be clong. Yeah, it would be that. Yeah. Premier music is the distraction from the main event. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, ha- Harris versus Goering. That's definitely. <laughs> what kind of match would they have? Though, what gimmick it's match just, would they have? Wait, wait. What's this? It's Eva Brown. She's throwing thumbtacks in the ring. Um, no, it'd be a ladder. It'd be a ladder match. Be a ladder so, match. Trying to, trying to, fatty Goering trying to t- climb to the top of the ladder. I think. I think. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a cage match, but Bomber Harris would set fire to the cage. Yeah. <laughs> what, from the outside? And then just cackle yeah. and walk off? Put the fan on to make sure there's a good wind going. Mm. Yeah, so. <laughs> right, it's not a war crime. We won. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Robinson asks, you get to wave a magic wand and now Battlefront is compelled to add a new nation to Flames of War or Team Yankee. Who do you have them add? Luxembourg. What? It's <laughs> not a nation. Uh-huh. It's got to be Sweden. It's got to be Sweden. Really? It's got to be Sweden. Yeah. So, what, what do you mean? Yeah. Am I getting an S tank? Yes. Oh, okay. Team Yankee. I was like, Sweden? In... <laughs> the Vatican City. I want, I want to see the Pope on the table. Liechtenstein. Seriously. Um, no, for Team Yankee, Sweden, one hundred percent Sweden, oh, all the Japan. Sweden. I want my Burma campaign, man. No, Sweden. I want invalid Sweden. I want a well. You can have that. That's your choice. I no, want. No, that's the only flames choice, of war. Burma with the Japanese, and but I also want for a Team bespoke... Yankee. Yeah, for Team Yeah, no, it's flames of war. I just said it three it's times. It's Team Yankee though, but it's Team Yankee. The question just, isn't it? Add a new nation yeah, to flames, flames of war, war or Team Yankee, either or. Can we have both? Yes. Okay. You can say Sweden for Flames of War. I was going to say Sweden for Flames of War. <laughs> no, I want Flames of War. I want my Burma campaign. Really? I want. Yeah, I want. I want Jungle Warfare with Japanese. I think it's. it's, it's I, I, it I know really we talked is about the It's the Forgotten War, isn't it? Hmm. Well, it's, um, it's, it is, but also the. I, I think that the 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 Japanese and Chinese. So adding China in. Oh yeah, that would be afterwards. China. Yeah, but China only I, that would be afterwards, but only because that's obviously arcing into early was, war Manchuria. Was, was China ever in Flames of War version three? Was it in it? Like, not early, officially. Early not officially. Yeah, was it not? Was it not in the? No, there was no official. It was. It was. There was an unofficial supplement for early war. 
that right. did it once the Japanese list came out with the um, red can, banner. Can I add a nation into Great War? Sure. Why not? Mexico. Were they in it? No. But there's the famous telegram that the, the, the Germans wrote to the Mexicans saying, do you want in if you attack the Americans? We'll give you all this stuff. We'll give you Texas and Arizona and all these places. And they went and it got intercepted by the British who then passed it on to the Americans and went, look, 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 look what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Or was, was that it, was, was that red flag them making stuff up? I was say was this not Brit- I, I can't remember reading a book, but so I'm trying to claim that British fo- fo- falsified it. Well, they, they, they might have done because, they, but they picked it up off. The, the, the funny thing was they picked it up off the um, American wire, trans transatlantic wire. So the Germans mm-hmm. were sending a coded message to the Mexicans using the American wire <laughs> that the British then tapped and then picked up and then sent back to them and went, "Look, <laughs> it was all it, a bit strange." It's so stupid, it must be true. Yeah. But no, they, the goes, Germans admitted to it. The, the, the foreign minister came out and went, yeah, we did that. Oh, yeah. What do you expect us to do? You're, you're talking about bringing the Americans into the war. We, we, uh, we... I must be thinking something else, yeah, because they admitted to it. It's kind yeah, of like... I'm sure they did. And, and like, everyone <laughs> went, what? And the Americans went, what? Yeah, Mexico. And you could have a big big fight on... In, oh, yeah, That's a what if, yeah. New, new Alamo. So that was our question, our answers. Um, I didn't answer. Be... I Oh what, what? Okay. Well, what have you got then? Well, so for, for Team Yankee, I want I'd want to do um, Sweden. Go go go. No, I'd do, do Asia. I'd go like South Korea. Oh, that'd be good. Stop a new front. That would be good. Who would they fight? North Korea. But North Korea is not in it. Russia. You're only allowed to add one. Like Russia, then. So they are. I mean, okay. Yeah, that would. I did Korea then. There you are. So now I've got both North and South Korea. There you go. Flame, Flames of War <laughs> Korea would be awesome. What about Argentina? Oh, that lifted Korea would be awesome. With, with you know, you'd have, I mean, imagine the mix of stuff you get in that. That'd be wicked. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Flames of War What's Korea is definitely something they should do. Ironically, like, Lee, the only Lee, reason to do a plastic pattern, t- plastic Persian tank, was to do World War, t- uh, World War Korea. But, you know, sorry, know. World War II Korea. Korea. They never did. Yes. Well, I mean, we'll comment. There's still time. Lexi Valkyria actually goes on to say, I'm going to hop on this because I know what I want to hear them talk about. Peninsula War, North Korea, backed by China and USSR, invades the South. China then invades Taiwan. US, Japanese, and Australians stand to meet them. That would look super cool book and a lot of awesome armies to add. I totally agree. I've come around to the Korean argument now. Yeah. The best thing is, you can leave China as a wild card because obviously they were, you know, they had good relationships with Americans. So you can have China, a Chinese play could just as easily play against All right, Russians he, as against their own. Oh, he's, he's, he's how cool would it be? How cool would it be if you had to bid a number of points to have China on your side? <laughs> yeah. um, would that be Flames of War or would that be Checkpoint Charlie? It'd be Flames of Korea. Uh, well, so if you're doing, if you're doing like, yeah, so if you're doing North Korea 1950s, I mean, it's quite too early, almost too early to be Checkpoint Charlie, isn't it? It's really uh, see, it? see, that's when you go, you make it Flames of Korea, and then that in self has three eras. Mm. Oh my God. Because it'll be World War II, it'll be Checkpoint Charlie, and it'll be Team Yankee, and you'll be like, right, what are we going to play? Well, we're going to play, you know, because the models. Obviously, yeah. the te- as the technology develops, because it's that longer running potential conflict, you could then say we want to play, you know, early, very early, you know, nineteen fifties career. We want to play 
1970s career. Or you'll play how, how do I get a figure for Nixon and Walter Cronkite for Vietnam? <laughs> I am not a crook. <laughs> I'm oh, wait, saying no, hold on. when the president does it, it isn't illegal. Oh, sorry. No. I'm saying when the prime minister does it, it isn't illegal. All right. Uh, Mike Robinson asks, what is your ideal point level for games? I find myself really liking 70 points is just enough to have plenty of toys, but you still have to make hard choices for the bells and whistles. Flames of War, I assume. He doesn't specify, which I think we should... Pens at table as well. I mean, it's like we just say about Team Yankee. When we're playing Mike's 8x4, 100 points felt right. But playing the six by fours at Dice Steam, seventy five, we know from experience that's as big as you want to go. I think it's terrain as well. Yeah. I think that's the secret. The secret missing key between all the internet arguments is no one ever talks about what your terrain density and what your terrain type is like. Because those Picard games, we could fit a hundred points on a smaller table because nothing could ever see each other. Yeah. So you end up with the real intense, like there's a lot of people and stuff here, but nothing can really do anything apart from the field directly opposite it. And then building up to the wide, you know, we, we play that Team Yankee game on an 8 by 4 table, but it was quite open with not a lot of area terrain. And then that was kind of like devastating. Because <laughs> I had nothing, I had nothing to, to focus your swathes of troops down with. Mm. Um, I, I think I think seventy five points is is a nice limit for the team Yankee stuff, irrespective of the board. Size. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. I think it's true. I think because you end up having to sacrifice something, so you get a bit of the rock paper scissors going on, and it just doesn't become you've got access to everything, and therefore it is less dictated by when it turns up. If that makes sense. Well, also the ranges, like you said, the the movement means that the board size. You want more balls? Oh, you to, need the space to, to actually move in. Yeah, it's it's crazy the way the way that you've got all this extra tactical move, and yet you end up just sort of hugging this one building in this weird chain of fender to fender tanks. Yeah, exactly. Although you know, recent footage has shown that that may not be a hundred percent inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> Your experience may differ. Yes. Um, Lexi Valkyrie trying to get his uh, or their money's worth. Uh, which model in your collection are you most attached to? Oh. I don't think Eddie can answer this question. I I mean, I'm thinking. Do you have a, a model that you're thinking of? That that I'm most attached to, that I I would like over all others. I'm, sure I'm very you. attached to my um Iranian um, uh, what do they call it? MLRS, the hails. Oh, really? On them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this little BMP with the rocket pods in the back. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Uh, I think that that might be the, my favourites. Yeah. In ter- other than that, I think it's probably just my twenty-first Panzer stuff, plural. Yeah. But yeah, that that I do, I do like. I am quite attached to my Estonian SS. <laughs> simply <laughs> simply because 
one of them has the one type of ca- one platoon has the one type of camo and the other platoon has the other type of camo and i spent so long making and painting them and it was my first army mm-hmm. that i actually mm-hmm. sat and made a paint that said that's probably is trumped by my panzerleer because that's literally the first platoon i ever bought so what about your gliders See, um, that they were second to being finished to the SS, and they are very nice, and I do enjoy them, and I think they're very good. But actually, I'm going to retcon it to the the Panzerleer, that Panzerleer platoon that I bought from Hobbycraft, um, simply because it's the first platoon I ever bought, and their bases, they, they've got the the flat old school grey bases with the big old like you know hockey pucks that they're all standing on, mm-hmm. and I've going to have to go back and re-sculpt the bases to make them kind of fit in a little bit more than I did previously. But them, them along with the, the Placid Soldier Company Platoon of Panthers are my very first Flames of War models and that, that to me would always be special. Beth? What are you, Lee? Anything in particular? Yeah, Lee. I, I, I'm trying to think, because I'm Probably my first Flames of War Army with the, Brit- the Desert British, but I'm not that emotionally attached to even them. It's just mm. like on paint on the next thing. Enjoy doing that, then on to the next thing. Oh, no, I have reread the question. Um, which model in your collection are you most attached to? And it's normally the last thing that I've been super gluing because <laughs> it literally <laughs> sticks to my finger. Yes. Why does it super glue sticks to your fingers more than the bottle does to itself? Because it's it's moisture. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that because I'm all hot, all hot and sweaty when I'm doing hobby? Just, well, no, it's just it's just moisture generally, and also um, the ridges. It's got a bigger surface area. Uh... That's why you score like um, resin and and metal when you want to stick them together with super glue if you want it to. See, no, I, I knew that because I did a degree in aerospace engineering, but I kind of forgot that over the years. Yeah, yeah, my my degree's in uh, in creative writing, so. That obviously, you know, that, you know, you know that this it's a lot more practical than uh, engineering. It's um, the opposite of practical. <laughs> that's the thing. Your head's so full of nonsense, you've got room to put the other it's stuff, to put all this other crap useful in. information in. <laughs> Sitting there going, what's a miraging still again? Um, Roy Hood asks, uh, with the recent pictures of 3D printed bases, how do you up your basing game for Flames of War? You don't. You don't up it vertically. You just make it. <laughs> I think. I think it's actually getting a little bit. Yeah, starting to get a bit OTT now. What people are doing with the three D printers. Well, there's, there's some there's some stuff like they're dragging most of a city block behind them. You're like Christ <laughs> Almighty. But no, I, I think it looks fantastic as a diorama. Like if you want to put it as a display or, or go oh, yeah, yeah. if you're going for yeah. best painted and things like that, knock it, knock yourself out. But I, I, I personally it's a bit like I always get a bit funny about painting something that's specific to a particular weather condition. Yeah. Cause it always breaks my um, immersion. immersion Yeah. when it's on like, I can get away, I think with green grass on a white board, but white snow on a green board to me is weird. Mm. And I don't know why I can't justify those, why it is, but, but just, it just is. I, I think, I think it, 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 it trying to i think whatever you're doing however you're doing it as long as you're telling a story with the basing it, that will up your game as long yeah. as you've got some some narrative going on there you can under like 
you know, there's a, there's a logical reason for the, to the figures to be doing what they're doing. Um, you know, oh, that guy's crouching. Oh, he's crouching behind a bit of wall. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> oh, that, that guy's crouching. He's crouching in behind a sheep. Does that make sense? <laughs> Depends where he is in the world, but there's a bit more of a thought process that has to go on there. True. I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm. It's one of those things where was it bases faces something and something? So bases matter because that's what most of what you see on a model from yeah, five totally. feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, and less is more sometimes. So I I really like the rural rural and urban basing that Battlefront supplies. The plastic ones. ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also every now and then I go on eBay and have a look for who's doing resin bases because um, there are quite a few good just generic resin basing mold people. Generic, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, which I've got a couple. I've, I've consolidated in the latest clean through. I've consolidated all my stuff into one box. I've got a box of bases, which is um, quite exciting, really. But the issue there always is like, well, have I got enough to do the whole army? Because no one yep. do just one platoon in this base style. That that's what I struggled with doing the um, the British was the, the there's no large bases, oh. so you have to make your own large bases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which which is you know like I said it's fine for infantry. Um, as soon as you do anything supporty, um, you know, tow guns or whatever, then you're like, oh, why why are they stood on plain green grass? Yeah. But you could get away with it because, you know, if you think about it logically, if you're assaulting a town, for example, the guns aren't going to be wheeled up into the town necessarily, are they? They're going to be on no. the outskirts and things like that. So, again, you can tell a story. Yeah, totally. I don't um, know if you've got that coming across, but I think you should tell a story. Yeah, very much so. That it's more bet that means more than having one or eight base on its own. Yeah. From Facebook, then uh, Dylan Murphy asks: Is the T seventy two A really as bad as everyone makes it out to be? It's, it's not so much it's bad. It's just it's in a very poor place in terms of its points. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not. In, it's not systemically awful. Although it's... Lee's did pretty good against me. Well, no, I didn't use T-72As. So T-72A is the... Um, it's the standard one. It's the original Soviet model, basically. The one from oh. the original Team Yankee. When Team Yankee released, it was T-72As that were being used. Right, and then, and then I've been using the M's for my Polish. M's, M's are in a good place because, yes, they got less armour and right. slightly less anti tank, but they're in a good place points-wise. Yeah. And yeah, the B yeah. for the Warsaw Pact is in a good place point-wise. And the B for the Soviet... It's okay, but it's about the same as T-64. You know that tank, Eddie, that I've got like 27 of? <laughs> it's yes. that one. Oh, right. The ones that I've never seen you play with. Yeah, that, those ones. Yeah, the ones yeah, I yeah. painted them went, why have I done that? Yeah. Who, who said this was a good idea? Yeah. It said play Soviet, not be an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it's not... It, I mean, what stats are good, it's just... There's just always a better option, you know, for this, you know, it's, um, the T-64 is marginally more expensive, but it's better in every single way. Yeah. The T-62M is not as good in terms of armour, but it hits as hard, and it's about half the points. It's it's a very hard tank to justify in the, li- in the Soviet list. And the problem is it eats up your points so fast that you can't get the support it needs, which is the Correct. other problem. 
So it, again, it's not systemically awful itself. It's the problem is it, it, you can't then properly support it because it costs too much. What I think where it'd work is if they were doing Oil Wars version 2 and the Syrians get the T-72As they actually had. They want a few export uses of T-72A and certainly in the Middle East. Um, and there, again, it's um, Magax, you know, Magax and um, the other Israeli stuff, they'd actually probably do very well. Especially because they're in you know, the really poor crews would keep the cost down. Yeah. Yeah, power creep is a thing. So, so to answer the question, though, the original question, yes. <laughs> it really is. Oh, gosh. It has a place. Just not, you know. That maybe. place is in the box on the shelf. If you have a historical reason for it to be there, maybe. Well, yeah, there's, there's not, there's not. Don't take it. It's just that it is. Just know what you're doing. Crap. When you <laughs> take it. Yep. Yeah, know what you're getting into. Bill White asks, "Would you bring tank destroyers if you have a Sherman armored list with three fireflies, or leave the tank destroyers behind and use the points for something more assaulty?" Assaulty. Yeah, that's a bit. I'd probably. If I have three fireflies, I probably wouldn't bother the M10s. I. <sighs> No, I wouldn't. That if you have got two or three fireflies, it's basically the same, right? I think so. Although you could, you could actually think about it. You could actually go for a cheeky um, two two M ten C troop. Oh, a two platoon. Yeah, because you only need a couple yeah. to stay stationary at the back, hidden away somewhere. Yeah, You'd... at that point you've got. I mean, there's something to be said for having that two platoon. As an area denial, yeah, you know you're never going to sit there and try and plink shots with them because there's only got two tanks. But if they're at the you know hold down on the hill or in the edge of the wood line, concealed, gone to ground at mm-hmm. range, sixes to hit. There's only two of them. It's not really worth plowing a load of shots into. However, they can make you think twice about you know just willingly driving across that open plow you know, field in front of them. Especially with anything that doesn't have decent front armor, you know, pans or fours or whatever, they'd shut that flank down, wouldn't you? Exactly, and it, and it goes back to that thing of it's, it's still a threat in being, especially if you've got yep. two that just sit there and go, ah, "We're fairly cheap, but we're going to blitz and stick four shots into that platoon." The, you know, team, Yankee, the team Yankee Dragon, uh, sorry, Milan Meta. Oh, it's it's more the the Team Yankee uh, Dutch uh, Recce Meta, where you've got yeah. two. Two uh, leopard twos in a platoon, and you're going, Oh my god, please don't let any of these die. Yeah, please, please, <laughs> please, no one decide to actually shoot me. Just, I'm gonna sit here and look at whistling, hands in pockets, looking at the walls. <laughs> exactly. La, 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 la. Actually, how many points is two? It's like, it's pretty cheap, isn't it? It's like eight points, nine, yeah, eight or nine points. So it's not a massive investment. Four of them is 18, so I'm guessing two is nine. Yeah, that's yeah. a big chunk, but nine is. A reasonable. Uh, yeah, I think that's worth looking at. I mean, what are you going to get that's going to be a salty for nine points? A salty? Well, that's the thing. Really? It says, yeah, do, you, do you take the tank destroyers for extra armor or do you get something that has a little bit more oomph up front? Well, just a standard rifle platoon would do. Yeah, they're British. They've got British Bulldog. They're going to counterattack on British Bulldog is so good. It's so good. It just turns the standard British infantry into... into you know, a decent assault force. Because well, I mean, not even, even that. A motor company. It's not even the assault force. It's the decent. I'm going to sit here. You're running. Two stands may kill one of my stands, but then you're breaking. I'll be still be here. 
Yeah, I made a platoon is six. So that's lots of, well, it's small, but it's lots of dice. And the rifle platoon is nine. I'd have the rifle platoon. It's nine stands. It's got a pier. Bring up the beard! Well, it counterattacks on the three, and it gets deadly on the assault as well, so it hits on threes. Oof. Still careful, still confident. It's war-weary, so it's not going to rally very often, but... Nah, no. Well, you're not, you're not assaulting with it, you're being assaulted with it. Yeah, exactly. So you're holding an objective with it and going, go on then, yeah, come kick on. me off. Come and have a go. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd look at that. That seems to work well, actually. How many points is an Achilles? Let's say I think it's about, um, I it's about nine points for two or 18. I, I think it's... Yeah, it's two is... Yeah, it's nine. Yeah, you're right. It's, nine, it's 18 and nine. So there you go. That works fine. Two Achilles. I'm starting to come around to this idea of two tanks. Well, they're fine as long as they're not core units. Well, it's fine as long as they're not dying. Or getting shot out. Yeah. Again, armor don't get shot. It's literally mm. the first don't <laughs> don't be there, don't be seen, don't get shot. Veteran C four is my armor. Mm-hmm. Until it's not. <laughs> Until it's not, and then it's <laughs> and then you really wish you had sixes. armor. <laughs> you really wish you had armor as well as Veteran C four, yeah. Mm. Ben Grunlow says I've lost the stoke. How lost do the I stoke? get it? the You've stoke? Lost two stoke. No, the stoke, the excitement, the raison d'etre, the je ne sais quoi. What, erection? Yes. Okay. So, you know, a hot bath and then Viagra. No. Um, yeah, look at some tractors. How does he get... <laughs> Very topical for our international listeners. Yeah. They're going to be thinking some sort of Ukraine reference, aren't they? Yes, <laughs> well, the poor, the, the poor tractor's gone from being the hero of the Ukraine now to being some smut peddler's excuse for why he can't <laughs> get a boner in a line to cast his vote in the powers of parliament. Oh, yeah, you, you, you tug that T-32. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, British oh. politics is in a very weird place right now. Yeah, what a bin fire. <laughs> oh, I wish... Greatest I nation, wish, the, greatest nation in the world. I wish you were joking, Duncan. I wish it I was know. just... It was that was nothing to do with natural news. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> Ben isn't excited about Team Yankee mainly, but also Flames of War. How does he get excited? And uh, sorry, tabletop miniatures in general. How uh, do you, you overcome yeah. a lack of excitement about your hobby? New project. New project. New, system. new project. New system. I don't know, Eddie. Uh, Eddie's probably the least best qualified to actually answer this question. There's a reason I'm being unfold. quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When have you ever been not been excited by something? Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've found playing games generally, but going back to something nostalgic. So for you, it's about actually playing a game with something you know, kind of thing. Or no, revisiting the thing that originally made you fall in love with True. what you were doing. I mean, yeah, I can get behind that because every time someone talks about like Villas Bocage, I'm like, yes! Exactly. Or, um, I mean, this this is the problem with painting these 10 bloody Imperial Guardsmen for 40k. It's like, I used to love playing 40k. <laughs> and you're like, I know it's not the same game anymore, but you start thinking, well, it might not be the same, but it must be similar. 
<laughs> but the new squat reveals, or not, not called squats, but the new space dwarves. Volvo. I must admit, that's, yeah. that is stirring, that's stirring some thoughts. Oh, really? Some, some girdling loins. Just don't, mm. don't, don't, don't. Please, please don't. Just the latest 40k is just a, a dumpster fire covered in strategic points. Yeah, I know, but this is a painting. Yeah, the miniatures project. are cool. Hmm. They are cool, which is why I like Kill Team. Yes. I think yeah. I think Kill Team is going to be the right level of investment for us as a group. I'm trying to save myself because I, I'm totally in the I same get behind camp. get behind that, yes. Where the same camp with, as you guys. In where that you I'll just go running off over then? the hills. I, no, I no, can't. To, uh, Horus Heresy, sorry. Oh, Horus Heresy. So, Horus Heresy, I am doing my strict, <laughs> strict... Oh, Eddie. I have to paint what I've got before I buy anything else. So, I have precisely one Horus Heresy model for Blood Angels. And I have to have that made and painted and finished before the aim is to get that done before the core set comes out for release. <laughs> I, I, I guess the other the other point actually is to just move away from Eddie's um, lies to himself. Um, <laughs> I just the um, I guess it's what what got you, you know we I think we've identified there's three types of people that that sort of play wargaming. There's, totally. there's the gamers, the painters, and then the, the sort of quasi historians that like the the background and literature more than anything else. So I, I guess it's you know possibly identifying which one of those three archetypes you fit into because if you're a gamer, then then playing some games is probably better. But in in Lee's example, if you're a modeler, a new project, new painting project might uh, stimulate mm-hmm. you to you know get your hand back in. And if you're into in, into fluff or something, you know if there's if there's a book you can read or or something historic. I mean, how many times you picked up a, a history book and gone, oh my god, that's so cool. I wish I could do a force of that, and then you start thinking, yeah. "Oh, I could do a force of that. I could use that, this for that, this for that." For me, for me, it's movies. So yes, that same principle. Yeah, I I can remember. This is a, a flashback to my you know dark days oh, of seeing the Games Workshop. I can remember having the Imperial, the new Imperial Guard Codex from Fifth Edition on my lap, which had the Valkyries and Airborne Forces, and watching. Um, we were soldiers. Black Hawk Down. Yeah. And you no, know, we were soldiers and going, making an, uh, you know, an entirely airborne uh, Imperial Guard army and going onto the website that used to have the ability, I don't know if it still does, to pay by wage deduction. Well, so yeah, you go, for Games Workshop. The Games Workshop, you could go in. And order things and tick a little box that says just deduct this amount oh my from my God. next monthly wage. Now I and, and I'm quite proud of this, I did not pull that trigger. I actually stopped. Eventually I got the models, but I got them by paying for them when I could afford them over the course of the next three months. By, by sleeping with Tory MPs. My other coworker, <laughs> my other coworker who did not have that um restraint, who got very, very drunk, um, actually had to phone up and cancel his mail order the next day once he sobered up because oh, he realised he'd spent half of his wage packet on towel. <laughs> yeah, never, never order drunk. Yeah, never order like, drunk. I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, I need to cancel this because I, I won't be able to afford it. It was a life goal. 
to be in a position where I could spend an entire wage packet by wage deduction just to see if anyone from Games Workshop would phone me up and say, are you sure you want to do this? You're not being paid this month. Because <laughs> I don't know if they would. I don't know I, I don't know if that they would trigger any alarm bells. Yeah, they're not like, um, it's not like Vegas. Not, there's no one there to check you and go, are you sure you want to make that bet, sir? And you ain't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There was a, there was a re- I got a story of a regional manager who, before weight discount disappeared, phoned up a mail order and he ordered an entire company of Space Marines, and he ordered. So he ordered, sorry, was it company? No, chapter. Chapter. So a thousand. I want a thousand, a thousand legs, a thousand bodies, a thousand arms, a thousand backpacks, a thousand weapons, and he got an entire chapter's worth of Space Marines at weight discount, which is literally what it sounds like. So you get the plastic, you put it on a, a scale. And you pay however many kilos it is. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I never had that. I only had the old fifty percent off, which is actually just buy one get so one is, free. It's not the same as like class A drugs. It was it was hardcore, right? Yeah. Only this manager, who was a bit of a dick, um, a games workshop. His... No. Yeah, I know, right? Oh. But he didn't see this, and he was like, "Oh, I don't know why the guy didn't say." And everyone in the room was like, "We know exactly why the guy didn't say." He ordered a thousand space marines worth of bodies, arms, weapons, heads, backpacks. No legs. No shoulder pads. No shoulder pads. Oh <laughs> <laughs> so when they arrived and he went through, he was like, why have I got no shoulder pads? Uh, uh, these aren't space marines. These are useless. <laughs> well, they're not useless. They are still space marines. Yeah, yeah. They're just... They just skipped arm uh, shoulder day, slightly skinnier shoulder. Well, pads. It's, it's modern like recce space marines don't have shoulder pads, do they? Or something weird like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in Primaris. I mean, ironically, I'm sitting here laughing at that, and Schadenfreude is the fact that I got some Chaos uh, Berserkers for to make a little kill team with, and I thought, oh yeah, new one spree, fantastic. No backpacks. But isn't that? figure also like 30 years old oh yeah it's proper old school terrible good yeah the rage marines it's a rage marine what was the question (laughs) (laughs) the question was how to how to get you know you get how to beat stoke how to find your hobby boner again how do you beat stoke in a you know five-a-side football tournament um yeah i think that yeah give that give any of those a go also it I, i find that that Try and find some like-minded individuals because you'll bounce yep. off each other. Totally. Almost like it's like 74 episodes of that. Yeah. <laughs> We're just Eddie going, and then I could. And then I could. <laughs> and us two just shaking our heads. I'm never going to buy another brand new... I'm never going to buy a box set again. Right, okay. <laughs> Every January. Here's my new restriction. How am yeah. I, yeah. Is it 1am yet? <laughs> oh, God. That was so dangerous. <laughs> that was the pinnacle, yes. Yeah. <laughs> The and 1255 tech, 1255 tech saying, is it what it's like? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. when I went, it's when I went, I ordered these things for Battlefront and I went back for the list and it was like the list of all the previous orders from the lockdown period. <laughs> yeah, trying to, trying to game <laughs> oh it. Oh my gosh. There's going to be Vesps. That's why I own Broom Bars. That, that is why you own Broom Bars. And, and that's then, why Broom Bars are the meta. They are, <laughs> they're so good. 
Well, if you can't beat the opponent in the game, you just put them in a sock and beat them over the head. The only thing that's better than that is the 1 to 100 scale uh, actual thickness resin bunker. No, it's got to be the Space Marine Dreadnought, the original one made out of lead, which was just a square box of lead. (laughs) Yes! The chonk, the chonk bot. I I, Um, I may have 10 Dreadnoughts. Oh my god. What? Well, the metal ones. Most chapters don't have ten dreadnoughts. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's, yeah. what's happened is there's been some kind of a holocaust within that chapter, and they're all now in boxes. <laughs> I, wanted a tactical, I wanted a tactical squad of dreadnoughts, and, and so I had a tactical <laughs> squad of dreadnoughts. You, you know that's not a tactical squad, though, right? Well, yeah. It's an ex-tactical yeah. squad. It's pushing up the daisies. Yeah, and Barry the dreadnought, right? And who's that? That's Dave, right? And that's Graham. <laughs> Graham? Okay. Yeah. Um, Steve, yeah, Quentin. Always watch out for the Grahams. Yeah, exactly. Always. It's always the quiet so, ones. Events then. Um, 16th, 17th of July is Attack in Devises. Late War, 100 points, four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Um, tickets are available soon at the Eventbrite website, um, but it is ddwg.org.uk is the website for that. Yep. Um, I will not be there, unfortunately, but it sounds good. Um, 5th and 7th of August is the ETC Shield, Shield, Shield in Belgium, which I am thoroughly looking forward to if I can get things painted and actually have some more practice games. <laughs> Preparation is a, a fever pitch, then it's a key. Uh, the 12th and 13th of November is Warfare. I've got ticket number one. Yes, tickets it, are available. I'm not having a go, but has that yeah. gone up slightly? It has because yeah. everything has. No, no, no. I completely appreciate. It. I was just looking at it going. Does it, is that the same? Oh, I couldn't it's work forty-five it out. quid. Which, yes, without food, it's quite a lot of money. But it's it's an event in twenty twenty-two. It's event spaces have gone up. Oh. Everyone's put their prices up. It's just yeah. I know. No, I, know. No, I mean, I'm not. I I'm not I thought not, about it too, really. and then I realised that if I don't get a ticket and drag you guys along, then I'll have a bad day. So I bought the ticket. Are you one. sure you bought the right one? I'm just asking. Probably. I'll probably end up telling it'd be, you know, Middle Earth Strategic Battle. And I'll be playing. Yeah, which you'll still play and be, it'll be fine. That'd be I'd hilarious. Laugh, I'd laugh, I'd one to 100 scale like Tigers versus Bilbo Baggins. That's like the idea that you, you yeah, or DBA. <laughs> DBA. I'll turn up for the DBA. Heavy, heavy cavalry charging a King Tiger. Exactly. So. That, my friend, oh, is, it, is a oh, wait, it's one more. Mm-hmm. One, it's one more event. Well, wait, sir, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. still frothing about warfare. That's oh, sorry. 110 points. Oh, yeah, that concerns me. However, mm. it is single formation. Yes. It should mean that you end up going, ooh, 110 points, single formation. I'm totally going to be German bulging everywhere, all over that. So, is, is it is that confirmed a single formation? I believe so. I mean, obviously, there's no event pack yet because that would be unreasonable. But no, the event pack isn't out. Um, I was going to go with a Brit rifle company backed up by Brit Churchills, and I can't do that. Well, just take comets. The book might not be out then. It's November. Of course, it'd be out by then. Well, yeah, but didn't last time the book came out in November, it wasn't allowed. At the, Correct. At the talk. Yeah, but you know, I'll just I'll just lean on Ian. Yeah. Go, Ian, Ian, can we can we have can we have, can we have comments? But Lee, we'll have that sweet sweet pre-release. 
Yeah, exactly. You can be like, well, I've got it. Yeah. A week early. It does have the red blue swap, which I'm very thankful for. And um, I'm, I'm whispering sweet nothing is in Ian's ear to say, if you do red blue swap and you play all your games red blue, you should surely get rewarded by that by victory points. <laughs> yeah. Because because you know you're just changing the puzzle, and all of a sudden people would bring red and blue and play both armies. I generally I think that should be a rule. Um. You know. I have mixed feelings on this. No, I think, I, I, think I think you should bring red blue, and if you get if you play, you know, if you play all your games red blue, you should get extra points because. Yeah, but is is playing Hungarians versus Americans really any less egregious than playing Russians versus Americans? Yes. Really? Why? Yes. I can sort of pretend the Hungarians are Germans because they look like Germans. Exactly. German kids. <laughs> exactly. That. What's the other event, dude? Oh, yeah. So, um, sorry. Yeah. So, Mike uh, Robinson advised on our um, Discord that Gameology in Pasadena, yep. the States, is hosting a mid war 95 point tournament Ooh. on May 21st. Oh, Ooh. well done. Mid war at 95 points. That's tasty. That is smexy. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you know if they're allowing mid war monsters, though? Don't know. That's literally what I said is literally what I know. That's what you know. <laughs> There's no such thing as mid-war monsters, Eddie. That's true. They're all wild cards. Mm-hmm. I'm a wild, wild card, cards. baby. I cut the brakes. Oh, we've, we've triggered Hammy now. <laughs> <laughs> He's now to take one of his tablets and go for a lay down. <laughs> He's got the vapours. Got the vapours. Wild card. I thought I thought you were going to say then when it was in Pasadena. I thought you were going to say, "Well, I'll make in the states during then. I'll, I'll pop by." What was the date? Uh, May May twenty first. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I fly back on the nineteenth, so perhaps sadly not. End of June, beginning of July. I'm there for Independence Day though. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm tempted to take a red coat just for shiggles. Want just shout ungrateful colonials at everyone? <laughs> yes. Just go around demanding taxation from people. Yeah, or, or where's your yeah, tea tax? Yes. It's been... Do you know who I am? I'm George. It's been III. over a hundred years, and you still can't make a decent cup of tea. Damn it! Yeah, why are you using a microwave for the love of all that's holy? Stop throwing Stop it in it. the harbour. Kettles don't rework really that well. Hundred ten volts. That is I true. I don't care. Boil a kettle like on neither, a stove. Neither do iPhone chargers. That's the problem. Oh my god! Really? They invented it. Voltage. Well, I'm plugging. Obviously, I'm plugging a, a British iPhone charger through an adapter into a all right crappy voltage one. Going, why is this taking twice as long? Why is this taking? Oh yes, I remember. Oh yes. Shall we shoot and scoot, then, gentlemen? We shall. What so? What stats are we today? Uh, what's the Panzer four? Three up. Yeah, generally <laughs> depends when it is, but sure. Free! We did it! Hooray! Excellent. There you go, Darren. Your stats are already out of date. <laughs> um, 
See, the he, guy has spent his time working out and you're being malicious to him, but... <laughs> I know, but I'm about to give him his kudos now. The Armored Trade Rhythm Podcast you've been listening to with Shoot and Scoop, the Flames of World Podcast from the team at Breakthrough Assault in Canada, UK. Would you buy support from Bannerford Hobbies, Dice of War, and Darren Hart, who has advised us that we have 152 hours, 8 minutes and 34 seconds, not including this podcast, worth of hobby nonsense, which equates to 6 days and 8 hours. Our Shoot oh and Scoop God. pass rate has been exactly 60%. 42 out of 70, not including the one we've just rolled, which means we passed 100% of the two up rolls. If we challenged ourselves with a three plus roll, it was 68.75%, which is slightly better than odds. If it was a four up, we passed it 62.5% of the time, which is much better than anticipated. And 33% of our five up rolls, which is right on the odds. In an odd twist, though, we passed 66.7% of our six up rolls. So maybe... Our Dice of War episode... Uh, sorry, our Dice of War dice are loaded. All of that is wrong, though, because Duncan's missing... Darren, sorry, has missed an episode, which means that we actually have six days, 10 hours, 44 minutes and 31 seconds, not including this podcast, of hobby nonsense! <laughs> That's... What, what happened there? Actually, vaguely worrying. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for a week. I think we should have a week party. <laughs> Once you've got a week of absolute hobby BS... Yeah, but also a week, like seven complete days. And then we'll have to do the Lord of the Rings thing and go, right, we're going to listen to every episode. Dun, 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 back to back. You've wasted your time, you've wasted my all. time. I'm taking a week off work. What are you doing? I'm listening to myself on a podcast. <laughs> you know 24 really hours a day. Well, that... <laughs> Every now and then, when I'm like, ah, oh, like when I was thinking about the um, the West German lists, I was like, ah, oh, I, I went through the archive and brought up the podcast and started listening to us talking about the West German list, which is ironic because then I heard about us talking about me ordering the original bloody Carl Gustavs. <laughs> well, you, so you actually lost. trolled yourself? Yep. You trolled myself from, from the, the past. past. Yeah. Wow. That's an episode of Back to the Future right there. Flames of flames of war, off flames of flames of flames of war. Off, flames of Eddie, war, what I can do for you though, I can do like a, a, a spoken word tape if you want. <laughs>